did leave off pretty much right there at that casting of Baylor's new strongest divination spell. Discern Location. Such an unassuming name that I, I knew the spell existed, but actually did not realize it was an 8th level spell until I went to look at the particulars of what it did. But it's it does what it says in the box, really. It's exactly what it, what it says on the label uh, with functionally no restrictions whatsoever. If you have any sort of a focus you can use for this incredibly powerful scrying spell, it will tell you the current location of your focus. With Let's that say magic, God reaches down and says no and puts their hand in the way. It that's, works. That's pretty much it. Yeah, that's, that's basically all there is to it. So it's it's given you a very direct location. Uh, the Imperial Archives and the Hyden Marches. Which, when this divination magic returned its source to Baylor, when he heard this otherworldly voice dictate this place he it's no no glimpse of it no actual vision just knowledge words titles implanted directly in his mind he knows he's heard that before but he can't put together where where from but what we didn't do really and is not an excuse for me to check and make sure the dice scene lines up now properly with the four cameras it does cool is see that if Valor, regardless of where he might have heard of the Hyden marches previously knows anything about the area do you have a geography and nobility uh i did i did roll that last week and had like a general idea of where it oh, was. Oh right, no we did do that one. We did do that but one. We, we exhausted I... the, all possible resources there really. No we didn't. We exhausted some possible resources that, that were <laughs> that account to pretty much just making checks and seeing if it's something we already know. But that was in fact all we had. So we, we, we had left right there. Right after we'd gotten the flesh from Tadogs' mouth went up to make sure that the teleportation circle and the tower was still marred and found out that top floor was still just as screwed up as it was when we left it. And just after casting the spell. So I imagine the Valor doesn't know much beyond the basics of this region. You'd probably share with the party. Well, you did share with the party what you learned because Inori told you that that sounded familiar because yeah i remember now all, all you really knew about it was that it was an old mining community in eastern taldor and anori with her own divination magic that she pimped and she bought <laughs> not really her own divination magic her own divination <laughs> supplies i suppose <laughs> has seen an old forsaken mining town once in the last couple years and there are some dots there that may connect but at this point, after our investigations, I I don't know if there's much else really to learn about the circumstances of Eutropia's death. You had checked out her room. You'd seen her body. And there was little to learn from that. You had exhumed the dog, even. Which, so far, has actually been the most successful portion of this. Was He was the best boy. He was the best. Peldogus was the best boy. And he gave you the focus for the discerned locations spell with the flesh in his mouth. But unless you guys have any other ideas, you even talked to her handmaiden 
and the guards who were on duty that night. I don't know if there's much else to investigate. So Martella was supposed to return still in a couple hours, correct? Uh, at this point, it's early afternoon. Uh, she would probably be returning soon after you'd learned uh, about the location of the rest of the meat that was not in Taldagus's mouth. Still alive as it appears to be. She would be returning to the Palace of Birdsong right around then. Alright, so she's gonna be back soon. I'm gonna pull out my spell book. Which what, is big and fancy now. What else is a wizard to do other than pull out his spell book? What are you doing with it? I hesitate to ask. Preparing a spell. In Obviously. one minute. Not the 15 it typically takes. In one 60 minute. 60 seconds. Yes. Turbo spell. You, so he sits down. One moment. Opens his book. <laughs> All right. I'm ready. Pretty much. All right. You just wanted to... Uh, you got what you wanted. You have expressed to us that you can do that now. <laughs> but what is, what is it that you are preparing? I am going to prepare and then cast an old favorite of Pagebound Epiphany. Uh, okay. Ye olden spell. Ah, this, this makes perfect... I see where this is going now. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. So you made your little knowledge checks. You thought about the location of the Hyden Marches and what you know of that area. You realized it wasn't much. So you said, screw it, I'm a wizard. And summoned forth all the knowledge from all written works. Ever, I believe. There's not really a range on Page on Epiphany, is there? I mean, I it's, it's global, isn't it? Yeah, it's, there's not a range. There's, you know, varying degrees of how useful the information will come out to me because it's still a knowledge role but right and pretty hefty bonus contingent on it contingent on the book being able to uh, pull out information for you so as you do this as you cast a spell you've cast so many times before and the pages of this book start to uh this blank book you carry for this exact purpose start to flip and fill with an assortment of maps charts and bits of text something odd happens this time you are not immediately struck with pages and pages of knowledge. The writing appears, but every now and then it seems to stop halfway. Maps uh, void of their details, half finished. Sometimes as the pages fill, the book turns, skipping entire sections. Uh, bits of knowledge and entire pages of this blank book being left as they were, completely free of any anchor insight. It's not as if there is incredibly little information about the Hyden Marches. It's almost as if a large part of various tomes throughout Taldor and throughout the world about the Hyden Marches have been altered or destroyed in some way. So it's only going to give you half the bonus page bound epiphany normally would. Because there is suspiciously little information that turns up. Though that in itself is information. But 
Give me your... What, what are you going for? Are you going for a geography? Or I will tell you there is something to be had with nobility here, perhaps. Uh, but that would be more about like who reigns over those lands, who are their rulers, uh, what houses and holdings does it belong to, how is it tied into told the nobility. Whereas geography, of course, would just tell you more about the area itself, or even history. For I was intending on casting it trying to figure out the location to be following up on this so i'm still gonna go with right. geography so give me your knowledge geography with only the plus five for half that's still gonna be yeah, a 37 that's, a, that's still a 16 on the die though that's a, that's a pretty solid roll uh with a 37 Largely ignoring the texts, other than notations and map keys, you pour over the charts that appear throughout these pages, uh, assembling information about exactly where the Hyden Marshes are located. It's far east, far east in the Porthmus Prefecture, across Taldor, near the World's Edge Mountains, even. Uh, southeast of Yonmus probably is the closest major settlement, but far across the Whistling Plains. So far over that it is even in the foothills of the mountains themselves. Which would, you know, be reasonable for a mining colony. So I guess that, mm -hmm. that kind of fits. But with that, you would, with no difficulty, be able to navigate out to the Hyden Marches and to Hyden itself, the old town in its heart. Well... I believe I've gotten everything about the location that there is to be gotten for now. Should believe, speak to Martella. Yeah, all of you guys are up here in the tower, I believe. Everyone came up here to follow. You're all just watching Valor do his speed reading championships. <laughs> Probably looking a little concerned at the lack of information coming through. But uh, I mean, you guys wouldn't really know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, mean, I was about to say, I don't think Dara or <laughs> uh, Kahina would really notice anything strange. Or would Maybe they probably Dari even watch would. at this point? They're just like, whatever. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. wizard stuff. Too. He's doing wizard things. Dara's tooling his crossbow. And... <laughs> it's like, oh, he spent one minute looking at one book and then one minute looking at a different book. Yeah, exactly. Wizards. Dara's... Pulls out and pulls a book off the shelf and just starts sarcastically flipping through the pages, just shuffling them. Oh, uh, we're up in the creepy tower. I don't think Dara don't would, think touch would touch any of the books here. Dara remembers last time. Dara vaguely considers grabbing a book, remembers where he's at, and puts his hand back down. Not worth it for the joke. No. Backs away from all the paintings very suspiciously. The paintings yeah. are downstairs and still ravaged. Shellanite who destroyed Look. them. Not all of them, I helped. <laughs> this is true. It was a team effort setting an art gallery on fire. You're right. A recurring theme in this party, I've noticed. Anyway. Teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> we have recurring. greater make whole. Yep. If we ever wanted to fix them, we could. All we did was slash them so she couldn't jump in. I shot them. scorching rays at he them. He definitely says yeah. several on fire. But you did all you did was punch them with a glaive. Anyway, I punched them with a glaive. Baylor mentions going down to me, Martella. Okay. Uh, all agreed. No, no opposition here. Yeah. 
Yeah, let's go see her. So as you leave this spooky tower to head back down to the main bulk of the Palace of Birdsong, as I said, you'd get down there, uh, if not right when Martella arrives very shortly before. Uh, and it would not be much of a wait until she showed back up with a cleric and a couple of just random royal hangers on uh, various assistants and advisors to the crown, all sort of streaming through the front door in a gaggled mass. Uh, Martella at the head of it would see the group of you and nod. Everything going well? It is. I believe we have information to pass along to you that we've discovered. Fantastic. Truth be told, I'd expected no less from the group of you. Uh, if you will, though, hang on to that for the time being. I have much needs prepared here. This is a tenuous moment for Taldor. The War for the Crown is still fresh in the nation's mind, and at some point, we'll need to accept the worst and figure out the matter of succession. How this passage of power is going to go and how we're going to keep Taldor strong. It's not a great time after everything we've gone through in the past few years to leave a throne open and show weakness to our neighbors once more. I have arrangements to make, but will you you'll be staying for the funeral, I assume? Oh, of course. I've also been informed that the Empress does mention you in the estate's will. Um, that'll be shortly afterwards. Uh, noon tomorrow, we'll gather outside the crypt, uh, the crypt for the processions, but update me afterwards. I'll nod. And then she'll pass by up the stairs to her offices up above. Uh, with all of these aides and advisors, and like the cleric and a couple guards following. And with that, I don't know if there's much more for you to pursue murder investigation-wise this afternoon, unless you have other ideas. So what is the plan, party? Well, obviously, we're guests here, so we can, I'm sure we can find a guest room to stay in. There are plenty of guest rooms you could stay in, yes. You will be a little more packed than usual. The four of you might have to share a pair of guest rooms because there are so many advisors and senators and other higher-ups in the Talden government over here mm -hmm. to figure out exactly how they're going to handle this. A lot of Eutropia's team was present. But there is a place you could stay. So I can figure out my own place to stay. I'll see you guys. I'll see you say. nerds later. Gone. Well, I was going to say, or if it is crowded here, it's not like we can't just teleport to the... If Baylor's got the spell, we can just teleport to the house and... It is true. You have the rest of the state. Just go home. See the demo boy. <clears throat> That's up to him, though. 
I'm perfectly fine here. It doesn't matter to me. I was planning on staying elsewhere. <laughs> All right, then. Sounds very suspicious, my friend. You always sound suspicious. Yeah, it's true. You do. Yeah, lately. Um, should we check on the prince or should we give him some time? I am not a particularly well-versed in comforting children. I believe that's what the cleric was for that Martella ah. brought. Probably best just to leave it be for now. For the people he needs to see. So the rest of you, wherever you decide to spend your lodgings, whether it's here teleporting back to the Rostam estate, going back to your own freaking demi-plane, <laughs> you the... just dropped me off at the Rossum Estate before you go to your demi-plane. Uh, you spend the rest of the afternoon back here in Marat, uh, at least largely together, ruminating on what this might hold, or perhaps what ends this might lead to out in Hyden. And the following morning... You all would gather together back at the Palace of Birdsong, out in the private courtyards behind the estate, out by the mausoleum. Now, it's an oddly small gathering here for an empress, for someone with as much reach and renown as Empress Eutropia. It almost seems just wholly wrong how small it is. Uh, no black banners fly. There's no proper procession. Just a small gathering of her closest advisors, friends, and what family she has. Prince Carius. For... I would hope reasons that we could all assume at this point. Uh, still, this is all being kept very close to the chest. No announcement has even been made of the Empress's death to the Greater Taldor, and really nobody outside the Palace of Birdsong. Well, probably at least one person outside the Palace of Birdsong. But beyond that, the public as a whole doesn't even know what's really happened. Inside the Royal Mausoleum... All Eutropia's ancestry is entombed, uh, including an honorary place for her father, the prior Grand Prince Stavian III, though his body was never recovered after the events of the Exaltation Massacre, after whatever happened. And it's a fairly dark day for the Midsummer, kind of overcast. No great sun beaming over the farmlands. And just a gentle wind blowing through the emptiness. Only really kept from sheer silence by the ever-present birds around the palace. And of course, right outside on a slab of smooth white marble is the princess, the empress, herself. Laying fully adorned in her royal regalia, 
and a golden silk gown and an emerald studded tiara placed upon her head. And Carius Martella and the archbanker of Murad, Lady Peril, are all standing the closest. Carius, with his head just bowed a couple, like maybe a foot from the slab, almost looming over her, and Martella with a cautious hand on his shoulder as the group of you approach. Just kind of, is this silence standing awkwardly at a distance? Or? No. Are we supposed to say something? <laughs> Martello would see the, uh, after a moment of you guys just kind of standing over there. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's a funeral. It's kind of hard yeah, to uh, figure out what yeah, to say. <laughs> what to say or even what to do, really. She sees you and with her free hand, just, uh, Gently motions for you to come over. Yeah, approach. As you do, Lady Peril return to you as well. Hands folded in front of her in her full regalia as the Archbanker of Abadar. A much more extravagant and ornate gown than the fairly plain one you usually see her in. And so we would just bow her head slightly. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate your devotion and your assistance of the causes of the throne of Taldor and Empress Eutropia during her reign. The gold-fisted will smile upon you for your work, surely. I only pity that these circumstances are the ones who have allowed us to meet again. Sad thing indeed. And Carius doesn't really move at all, Danis. He doesn't, as, as seeming to become the usual uh, these last couple days, he doesn't even like turn or acknowledge that the group you were here. He just stands over the cold body of his sister, seemingly equally without words. And Martella looks the normally stoic spymaster visibly uncomfortable with this situation. Like, she also doesn't even know what to do. But she steps in. Well, it's far from the service Eutropia deserves, but in the situation, unfortunately, all we can really have for now. A moment of contemplation and respect. But as the Archbanker Lady Peril said, thank you, all of you, not only for coming, but for your assistance in these matters. I truly don't know where else we could have turned. No one here is more deserving of their place than you for with everything you've done. I only wish that 
Eutropia had more time to show you her favor personally. She really did admire the group of you. You had quite an impression on her. We admire her as well. She still has our support, regardless of the circumstances. I... I don't know. I, I, I even feel, given this close and simple funeral, that I should say something, but even now I... I've buried myself in the work of the Crown's succession, trying not to think about it. Even now, I I don't really know what to say. And Perel steps forward and bows her head again. I've given funeral rites to many throughout my years, and I have the blessing of the gods above to send her off on her journey, if you wish, Lady Martella. And when she says that, Carius just shakes his head. No! No! It should be me. And Martella just sort of looks over at the party and down to Carius and the hand she has on his shoulder as she pats him a bit. Uh, don't feel you have to, Prince Carius, but if this is something you wish. And he just nods and nods. Yes! Everyone? He closes his eyes like he's really focusing. Bows his head back down. Thank you for being here. Thank you for everything that you've done for my sister. And thank you, all of you, for the support you've given the Stavian family. I... I knew my sister for far too short a time. First, I was taken from her. And now, she has been taken from me. We should have been there to support each other as we grew up. Work together to lead our nation into security and prosperity. I live in a world too callous to allow a brother and sister the simple comfort of happiness and family. Now, all we survivors can do is mourn her and carry on. And with that, he walks around a few steps out of Martella's grasp to the head of the slab and touches his hand gently to the princess's forehead. And everyone just falls silent for a moment as he waits. And steps away. And as he does, Martella steps forward to follow suit, bowing her head and paying her respects. And there are 
only a few people here at the gathering. Ferna, her handmaiden, a couple of other close servants and advisors she considered friends, and the four of you. Who, if you wish, or if you would follow, would go through this brief, simple procession, this last moment of paying respects to the fallen empress. Do you? Yeah, I would follow suit. After everyone has passed, wordlessly, Lady Perrill turns to a pair of clerics flanking the doors to the mausoleum herself and just gives a brief nod. Uh, two clerics, both much larger folk, step forward and assist several of the house servants in lifting the marble slab from its plinth and moving Eutropia's body inside the crypt itself. With that, and everyone standing around to watch this final send-off, Garius steps forward to the group of you, standing near Mytella. He looks up. I'd like the five of you to join me in the library for tea before the will is read, if you can. Yes, Prince. Of course. Either. And so, the group of you head inside. You make your way into the fairly large libraries inside the Palace of Birdsong. And as you enter and take your seats, you can hear the overcast clouds outside finally start to give way to rain. Uh, the crackling fire in the nearby hearth barely even seems to give the room any warmth. Servants come in with a platter of saucers and cups and a pair of pots filled with steaming tea and begin to serve everything out. As they come around to the prince himself, Carius waves them off, pouring his own tea, setting the pot down the table, but just leaving his cup there alongside it, sitting and steaming. So Martella, as he doesn't immediately seem to be thinking forward, whatever thoughts he may have, turns to the group of you. Well, now seems as good a time as any. So Landless, you told me you'd made headway in your investigation yesterday. What have you found? We know the location of the man who did this, at the very least. At the very least? You say that like it's a small find. Well, it lacks... Entire... Well, doesn't entirely tell us motivations, who they may have been working for that sort of information, but it does give us somewhere to go to follow up. A location may not tell you anything of their intent or their plans, but certainly a person will. And hopefully, with how fast you found that knowledge, justice will follow in suit. Swiftly and without mercy. So, I suppose, where does this journey take us?
was the Imperial Archive in the Hyden Marches. Yeah, the town of Hyden in the Hyden Marches. Yes. As you say that, her brow furrows, and she gives you a weird look. In the town of Hyden? Are you certain? This means something to you. It was... Well, of course. It's my family's lands. The Lothian family really? are the stewards of two counties, Marat and the Hyden Marches. Bartleby announced it in his long list of titles when you first arrived here. It was well over two years ago, and as you said, there was a long list. A long and uninteresting list, to be certain. Mm -hmm. But if you're sure, this is peculiar and concerning all at the same time. Why? Those lands have been forsaken for centuries. Uh, the town of Hyden abandoned. Uh, it's, well, as the name would imply, simply hills and marshes out there now. There's... A perfect place for somebody to hide, right? But who and why there? From the look of things, effort was taken to remove information about the place as well. This is concerning. I... This, of all the places you could have listed in the inner seas, or even on this world, or even on worlds outside this, I can't imagine any would have been more surprising than Haydn. Surely, if my father imparted to me one thing, it's that coincidences like this are never coincidences. But the question is who or why? And now remind me, as your GM, how much does Martella know about this circle? Because it's basically I, did, nothing, did, right? Did we tell him? I don't think, she, told I don't think she even knows the circle exists. I don't did know you, if she even knows Jared. But, 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 but we did tell her about Panavar, though, is... showing back up. You told her that Panavar had arrived briefly, but I don't know if you even you gave her the details on him, like, trying to murder you or anything. Well, I, I mean... That's they, why I'm asking, because this is the point yeah, where it really matters. How much does she know? We told her about the house. We told her about the house when we were first here clearing it after Bartleby. And that Panavar and everything was mentioned up there, and they had the teleportation circle. And well, then she was the one who told met... you to get rid of the teleportation circle. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, she knows Panavar's a thing. Yeah, she knows he's yeah, around, I... she knows he's an asshole, but like... Yeah, I, I don't recall us actually telling her much. I don't about think this. that's why I was stopping to make sure. If, but yeah. I don't think she knows anything about the circle. She so, knows her. She knows her father is alive, and that's about what she knows about Panavar, is that he is a man. But uh, just so at this point, just look, just turn and look at Baylor and then Draconic being like, I think it's time we told her. Because this is where this is going. You know, that's really unsettling when you talk like that, right? Going to look back to her and reply, do we want to bring it back up? Like, uh, in Draconic. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. Do, yeah, do, do we want to bring <laughs> that back up in front of Carius? And Martello looks over to Nori. I have to agree. I've always found the Draconic language unsettling. I don't know how you can pass meaning in what sounds like plain hissing. I mean, if he's going to be the next ruler, and I have my own thoughts on whether or not where 
her soul is. Like, is it possible that we can get her back? I'm going to look to Carius and say in Talden. I assume you're not talking to Carius and Draconic, yes. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, I, I, like, I'm, I'm saying, like, I'm, I'm going to look at him and speak to him. I'm not right. just going to, like, side-eye him and continue talking. Mm -hmm. This may very well be related to the group that had you held hostage in Yonmas. And he's still just kind of tearing, staring at his tea, which he hasn't touched at all, and at this point is probably not even putting off any steam anymore. He looks up to, to you, Baylor, and meets your eyes. I... What little I know about them and their goals, I suppose it's not surprising. But I thought they were done with. I, I saw his his body laying flat. You slew him. He was just a, a messenger low rung on the totem pole as it would be a lackey like tell it speak up again i this is the extent of what you've told me but i could hesitate to guess now that you know a fair bit more about them than you've let on The spy master was one of the leading members. Sir Mylan Jareth, Zemar's spy master. Yes. And Panavar is at the head. Their goal was not for Eutropia to be on the throne, but their own puppet, and most likely Pytherius. Or possibly Carius. Look, I... I'm not going to pretend I'm fond of my father, but... And she just stops there and doesn't, like, she's just looks down almost <laughs> matching Carius's demeanor. <laughs> the first time Martella has been wholly and completely left speechless. It strikes me as odd, considering when they tried to raise Eutropia, they found no soul. But for what? For what goal? For what end? What What could they possibly stand to gain from this? They have something very powerful that transmutes souls. We don't really one know of the what things it does. We do, I mean, something sort of like that. We don't exactly know how it works, but we know it takes it takes strong souls to, like, power. Which is why I think 
this is also very possible in just my personal opinion that Eutropia's soul is not gone. And if we can get it back, we can get Eutropia back if we can preserve her body. <laughs> All right. Hold on a moment. You, you mean to tell me that this secret society headed up by my own father in Haydn kidnapped the Empress's soul to power some some magic for reasons we don't you don't even know this Martella you trust us right would I ever lie to you I'm my I'm gonna show you something <laughs> might as well <sighs> okay I'm gonna talk to CRN for a second. Uh, all right, so See? you. <laughs> you Fun Sherry CRN. time. It's a whole family reunion. He said, let, we said, let me show you something, Sarah No. Come on, CRN. She no. already isn't believing this story. You need to. She'll believe you. She'll Why would it. she believe me? Your eyes are going to change color and you're going to talk like an asshole. That's suddenly going to make Martella understand the circle. It's just not... We need her to understand here. And she's not getting the big picture. At all, really. And I, I don't know. I just, Does she need to? Look, I've spent... No. A couple hundred years tracking Jareth, and to my understanding, the less people that are on board with this, the better. Hell, your group's the first time anyone beyond the actual guy holding me has had any clue what's going on. That's just because you happen into one of the six people in Taldor seems like he's got a clue. The, the You're girl just gonna leave me doesn't here, even understand the... Basics of magic, and Nori. I know, I know, but geez, you just—I—I I, want to believe that she would believe in us here after everything. And, and yeah, when I bring up the fact, yeah, my sword talks to me, and it has a one of your ancestors, and it might seem a little far-fetched, but I thought maybe you could get that over a little bit better than I could. Miss socially awkward, right? Rainbow Look, Peacock. If you think I'm miraculously gonna do any better at getting Martella around on this. Fine. I guess after the couple of years we've spent growing whatever this relationship is, I at some point owe you some amount of faith. Fine. And you feel CRN's ego push against you for control. And I just let go. Uh... And as you let go, Inori's eyes change, and since that conversation will happen in a moment, Inori, immediately after, let me show you something. Her face changes, and she just sits further back in the chair. And just kind of stares down at Martella, who immediately looks a little concerned. And, uh... Doesn't... CRN doesn't say anything immediately. Hello, CRN. And I misspoke, right? Her father's Mercator, not 
uh, her grandfather, as she knows, would be. I yeah. screwed this up 50 times in book two. Yeah. Low so. theme, 20 tears of a confusing family <laughs> relations. Yeah. Um, so that makes him her great, great, or great uncle. Ciara would be her great uncle. Great uncle. Which would make her, what's the opposite of a great uncle? Is it just a great niece? Or is it a, a grand niece? Grand niece is it a niece mm -hmm. to the power of two. Okay. Yeah. So, so Martella. Uh, because, yeah, her. You'd say hello, Ciaran, and Nori would just sit there and look over. Hey, girl. Hey, Lore. And Martella just looks confused. Martella has no idea what's going on. She doesn't know how to take this. And, uh, Darren kind of sits up, but, yep. That's, uh, that's about it. So, girl, I'm this one's sword. You might have heard of me. I'm your great uncle, Darren, half Great uncle. I haven't been keeping track of the family genealogy for that long, I'm going to be honest. I've been a sword for a real long time. And Martella immediately just sits up in her chair. What the hell is this? Sir Landless, what is this magic? I don't know in if this is helping or not. This is very, this is like 10th tier magic nonsense. Let the magic people talk. Okay. Inori's sword has the soul of one of your ancestors trapped in it, which was Why and Mara. even how could that possibly happen? What? And you've And this is the first you've told me. How long has he been in there? And CR would you Jax, have I don't know, a couple hundred years maybe. She hasn't had me for that long, but at least as long what? as you you've known each other. Would you have believed it? And also, we didn't know at first when we first met you. She... We kind of found out along the way. This may be the first time you've seen mad on Martella's face. And she, seething, looks back between uh, Inori, who's just got a jackass grin on her face, and Valor, who is trying to explain the situation. And Dara and Kahina sit in the corner. Kahina just, like, let it go. And Dara probably is on edge as Martella is right now. And she just stands up from her seat. And puts her hands up. I'm through with this. Prince Carius, if you need me, I'll be in my office. Excuse me. And, uh, walks out of the library. And leaves. And, uh, Ciaran, still just grinning. Ah, ah, ah! Oh, you're right, Curl, this is a great idea. I forgot how fun pissing off Lothids is. Perhaps a bit too much information all at once. <laughs> no, no, this was great, Villar. This is a fantastic time. Oh, yeah. No, seriously. If you ever meet me to uh, tell any of my family to get bent, you know where to find me. And at that, he pops back in. And you immediately see a Nori take back over. As the orange flash leaves uh, her eyes. Well, that could have gone better. 
You're an asshole, Ciaran. Now I'm just gonna leave the room. <laughs> you just leave. Okay, so Nori also just gets up and leaves. All of that aside, Cadius, if this is true, and we can get your sister's soul back, I promise you we will do everything that we can to do so. And if we can't, I promise you we will destroy everyone that had anything to do with her death. And, uh, Carius has seemed to have a near-opposite reaction to Martella this entire thing, that is to say virtually none whatsoever. He, uh, watched for a moment and almost just zoned out. You weren't even sure if he was looking at Inori CRN or if he was completely tapped out into the distance. But as you say that, he looks directly at Kahina and his entire demeanor changes in an instant. His gaze becomes intense. His face filled with a burning fire. And he just states plainly, Do whatever it takes to find Eutropia's killer. I beg you to stop them. Bring them to justice. Do this, and you may have anything I now possess. My wealth, this palace... You can have even a throne if you so wish it. Send my sister's killers to answer to the same court she now stands before. And as he says that, immediately he sits back and just sinks back into his chair and stares back down at the ground. Zoned out. Tapped out of the conversation. Just look back at Baylor. <clears throat> and once again, Indra... <laughs> I can't tell if he, this is the very strange morning or if he's actually possessed. As he uh, sits back, he, said he raises a hand almost kind of weakly. It takes a lot of effort and calls out, Lord, and to me, please. And one of the servants outside hurries into the room and sees Carrie's estate and immediately rushes over to make sure he's okay and help him up and everything. Uh, and as he comes in and starts helping him, oh, Prince Carius, are you, are you well? Uh, may I help you up to your, your chambers? And Carius just sort of nods very weakly, but holds up a, a finger to the servant and turns back to the group of you. Uh, I've... Oh, I've recovered some of these items from the palace vaults. They, I trust you can put them to good use. And pushes a small container uh, lockbox that was on the table in the uh, in front of him uh, past his tea and out to the middle of the table and lets Lorden help him up and out of the library uh, the very concerned servant helps him up to his bedchambers leaving just three of you back here in the library with the lockbox in front of you and so the lockbox is not so locked. It is not locked, no. Yeah. <laughs> I figured not, but... Inside it, you... It's a fairly large lockbox. Like, it's a... it's a Almost a foot locker. A good three, three and a half feet across, and maybe a foot and a half deep and tall. And as you open up this fine wooden thing, there's a lot of stuff in here. And it's not money. There are two bundles 
of three scrolls apiece. Each of them labeled. A rod about 9 to 10 inches long, wrapped very carefully in sheepskin. Uh, a full silvered mace, uh, hilt to bald tip, run with blue and green, tall and filigree. And a small... Let me see exactly what this looks like, because I don't know what this word means shape-wise. That didn't help me at all. Uh, a sto a white pearly stone, uh, shaped like a spindle, almost like a diamond. Uh, but curling out to its two dulled points. Now, this is some stuff. Uh, the three scrolls read magic will get you basically immediately. <coughs> Uh, but, and the mace is simple enough to identify. Oh, there's a ring, too. Uh, but the ring, the rod, and the mace. You're either going to need spellcraft checks, or you're gonna have to go back up to Caius's room and... Hey, uh, what are these? <laughs> so, the two bundles of scrolls. Uh, one of them is three scrolls of mass cure serious wounds. And one of them is three scrolls of mage's magnificent mansion. Which is a super neat spell. It is. That kind of Not solves the where do we stay problem literally forever. Well, three times. And because it it literally pops up basically a, a door. An extra well, it pops up a door. It puts up a door to Narnia at a place <laughs> of your choosing. And you can walk through the door. Only people that you designate can walk through the door. And once you enter and shut the door, it's made completely invisible behind you. And it leaves... It, it leads to a mage's magnificent mansion. A huge extra-dimensional manor. Furnished, contained with enough food to serve a nine-course banquet to a dozen people per caster level. And it's a 7th level spell, so that's at least, like, 13. Uh, it is staffed by a full team of ghostly apparition servants. All holy, lively, and obedient to you. Uh, it's, it's extra-dimensional and completely unaffected by the conditions of the outside world. And as you pull up a scroll, you go, BAP! And you have access to this manor for, I'm gonna say this is a... 7th level spells, what, 13th level? 1, 3, 5, 7, 9, 11. Yeah, 13th level spell. So yeah. it will last 26 hours and continue to be accessible through that Narnia door wherever you cast it for 26 hours. I believe... Nice scrolls. It is one of the few things in Pathfinder that is completely inaccessible to anyone that the caster does not want to enter. I don't think there's any possible way to get in here other than Baylor says you can come in. Mage's disjunction? I mean, you can mage's disjunction the door, maybe? Like, <laughs> no, well, that, That's just generally the answer to you can't do a thing. That's true. Mage's, mage's disjunction, disjunction exists. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so you have three scrolls of mansion exists now uh and you also so now you have these other three things you have the rod the ring 
the white spindle and the mace. You want to give me uh Oh, the mace is a plus four alchemical silver heavy mace. Just that plus four mace. Enough. Just plus four. Yeah, I have no idea why they specified it's alchemical silver, because plus four kind of does that already. But it will remain silver if it stops being magical, I guess, is the difference. And it's fancy. Yeah, plus it four also still takes the minus one on damage rolls. <laughs> Woo! It actually just categorically <laughs> makes the mace worse, because being plus four means it automatically overcomes silver DR. But whatever. Um, and then you've got the rod, the ring... And the spindle. What do you wish to try to identify first? Let's start with the rod, I guess. And give me a spellcraft check for your detect magic, comrade. Ooh. A natural one. Doesn't auto fail on skills, though. And, wow, your spellcraft is plus 27 now? Yes, hello, 16th level wizard. So, do you want to take that, or do you want to use I mean, one of ye table rerolls? That's fine, I'll take it. Alright, so you are actually unclear on what the rod does, but it radiates a very strong aura of abjuration. But... As you hold, back your, and as you hold it in your hands, unclear what it does. Or how it's activated. Well, give me a minute. Doesn't appear to be a wand. Doesn't appear to be... It's not a... It doesn't appear to be like a metamagic rod. It doesn't seem to be the kind of power that you can draw out to augment casting. Oh, wait. Oh. I don't even need a minute. Okay, <laughs> minute. Oh, I'm sorry. That's a... Phrase of speech. I only need ten seconds. Well, no, I, I, I actually keep a cast of Identify prepared. <laughs> For this exact situation, I suppose. I thought I would need to prep one, but I actually had one marked on my sheet. <laughs> so, frustrated with a cast of Identify, which gives you a plus 10 bonus, and now you can't fail this because you have plus freaking 37 to your spellcraft check. So it would have to be a... 20, it'd have to be a caster level 23rd item for you to fail it on a natural one, uh, you identify this as a rod of cancellation. It's pretty good. You didn't just try to touch it to things to see if it would function. Also explains why it was so carefully wrapped. This is... This does not need to be activated. There is no command word. There is no will to this. This just happens. Any magic item you touch with this... Are you wearing first aid gloves? I never had first aid gloves because I, I had. I didn't think uh, so. I was just checking. Because I had the scroll in a case. Right. That you I don't. Could you don't have magical gloves on, right? Dara and Nell had them. Uh, you don't have anything in a hand slot. I I have magical gloves. Yes. What are they? What is your procedure for identifying a magic item? I think you mean what were they? <laughs> well, I didn't like. I wouldn't have had to cast Detect Magic to start identifying. That's I just true. would have had to cast look at Identify afterward. You cast Identify on it. You have it in the sheepskin. And casting Identify will say it was still in the sheepskin. I'll give, you, I'll give you that one. 
any magic item that touches this is now non-magical. <gasps> if this... If it's a attended item, you both have to, like, make a touch attack roll to, like, hit them with it. And then also the bearer gets a will save. And magic items all inherently get some degree of a will save. But they have to make a will save or they are non-magical. It's... It's just garbage. However... Items specifically? What? Magical items. items. Yeah, you can't use it on a spell effect. Only on a magical item. However, it hmm. only works once. Oh. But it is just touch it to a thing. Canceled. So it only has one charge? It, yeah, they only ever. it only ever has one charge. Boy, but that is... Uh pretty good charge to have I don't know who I want to use it on I don't know, the I, 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 don't know. I don't know maybe but I don't know if there's a magical item in your future you want to get rid of maybe so knowing that your modifier is what it is you actually can't fail to identify the small stone uh, or and the a, ring iron stone. because it is an iron stone yes uh, the ring probably way more exciting to you is a whole ring of spell storing there is nothing in it right now, but it is a ring of spell storing. Uh, for those unfamiliar, you can cast rings into this. It can hold up to five total levels of spells. They are cast out of the ring just like the person had cast them, and you can activate it at will. Um... I'm looking desperately. It there's no material components required to pass cast it out of the ring. No focus required because you've already cast it into the ring. There's no somatic component. There's no components at all. It's still in silent inherently. It casts at the same amount of time that the spell would normally do. And putting it on immediately tells you what is in the ring. You you just know. I nowhere in the text for this ring does it say what the activation type is. Which matters because that determines if it's like scroll or wand like or command word like. I actually may have one thing I can look at for this. That may tell me, because the text does not anywhere mention what it is. I... Oh man, I just gotta make a ruling. I just gotta pick. There's nothing that says what the activation type is on a ring of spell storing. Make it a word. That's cool. What? Make it like... Well, but I mean, like, it matters because... Is it... Baylor can hold five extra levels of spells in this and cast them out, or will this let Dara cast a fifth level spell? Those are dramatically different things. So, like, yeah, all right, you prep a spell, like we, me or Baylor prep, you prep a spell. A spell you, you, put you, cast, you holy cast it. You cast it into the ring. Okay, and it saves it. So a, a non-spellcaster could... Yeah, I, I, yeah I, 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 I think the intention is for 
non-spellcaster. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't see. It doesn't specify the action type at all. The activation type, rather. So I'm gonna say once the spells are in the ring, anybody can activate them. You do not have to be a spellcaster. So, it so can what hold... you're saying is we all now have the power of Tarpit Sirocco. Awesome. <laughs> I have really good spells too. Tar pits a six level spell. <laughs> oh, oh, but, uh, oh, it only goes up to five. But yeah, I I don't it doesn't specify. So I'm gonna my ruling is that you can cast like I don't know Sirelco in this ring, give the Dara and Dark and cast Sirelco out of the ring. That's what I'm going with. The spell's already wholly been cast and completed. It's not like a scroll where it's spell completion. You have to be able to read it and will the magic out. It's not like that. It's just the magic is completely cast. It's in the ring. It's the ring of it's storing it, and you can just throw it out at any time can you can so could several people cast spells on it and hand it yeah as long as it only holds up the five levels of spells five levels so one five fifth. levels like one fifth or five firsts or any combination gotcha. i thought it could be five any spells that'd be that would no, be awesome no, five levels of spell can go into it no you can't just put 20 wishes well, in your ring <laughs> oh. so there's that and the last thing is a indeed an iron stone it is a pearly white spindled iron stone which is very interesting in that its aura is intermixed uh it's a varied spectrum of magical auras from across the schools of magic but predominantly conjuration and iron stones are kind of cool you can activate them and they literally just float around your head Downside being that people that are intelligent or know what an iron stone is can just hit it. It's there. It's not attached to you. But this one gives you regeneration one. Regeneration. Not fast healing. If you die, the next, don't. this will bring you back at one. You can be totally dead. You could be disintegrated. And this will bring you back to one. But it is one per ten minutes. It's not one per round. It's an incredibly slow regeneration. But it is regeneration. Pretty good things here in this box that Prince Carius has left for us couple of really neat scrolls, a couple of really neat items, and a mace that exists. Very Talden Pride with the colors on it. But it takes Baylor a couple of minutes to pour through all the Aras, attach these various items, and put this together. And Nori, where are you going? Uh, outside to brood next to wherever. It's raining. Is. It's literally raining. Don't care. I have a hood on the coat. <laughs> okay. It's raining. Right. You just attended a funeral, and now you're sitting outside in the rain, brooding. Yes. Easy there, Edge Lord. Hanori takes it's his not my fault. blade outside. <laughs> I never asked for this. Seethe in the rain. Outside the mausoleum, in the mud, where her empress and her friend was laid to rest earlier today. Yeah, it's actually not with Siarn. I would have stabbed him in the ground on the way. And... <laughs> you just stick Siarn in the ground and yeah. leave him there. 
Yeah, and I just and I went over and sat by myself. Yeah, I know there's a telepathic connection. He could probably just keep talking, but it's the symbolism. Make him well, think it depends. for a minute. If you go more than like, I think it's what it was like a couple far. miles. Is it? Because when we yeah. were tracking him early on, it was I think it was a mile. Uh, okay. early yeah, it was quite a ways. Okay, so you, you get I don't remember. We looked up. I'll take a report. You, you put him in the ground and you walk away, and you would again. Like, uh, as you said, you would still hear him in your mind. You can't escape the telepathic bond. Oh, come on. Oh, are you going to go pout in the rain? Wait till someone comes out here and feels sorry for you, girl. No, I'm over the whole pouting thing. I'm just really? trying not it, to get angry. Really? Because it doesn't look like it. Well, I thought maybe you could... Be a person for a change instead of a cold fucking. I'm, <laughs> so hard, but I'm sorry. And uh, mad that mad. Continue. I got that mad. <laughs> I would hope that you would have had a heart for a change, you know. But you just gotta get, just gotta needle him, didn't you? Couldn't just help me out a little bit. Have I been unclear on how much I hate my family? Yeah, but she's what different. they've done to me, Inori. This. Your family, your brother did this to you, not the rest of Luthi. Sure, they might not be the greatest people, but what's Martell ever done to you or us? She's been good. He kind of doesn't reply for a brief moment. And, and served your own ends. As long as I've been with you, deep down, I just want to keep believing. Call it the bleeding heart effect, like you've always said I've had, that I've tried to will away. I want to believe deep down you're a good person. But man, you make it hard sometimes. Why, you want me to apologize? I want to ask Baylor if he's got a spell to go back and undo that. No, I just want you to leave me alone. Well, he doesn't reply. Really wants to for a moment, but... Does not... Seem to have a witty comeback to that one. And that connection does indeed fall silent. So inside, as Baylor finishes identifying all these items and explaining briefly to Dara and Kahina what the prince has granted you from the treasury, what are your plans? just look at Baylor and be like do you think like it would be it's totally unfounded to think that they have Eutropia's soul and that we can get it back there's a lot of things you can do to a soul holding it isn't the only one I realize and it could be gone but I just thought if there's a chance to get it back could we, could we restore it? Can she be brought back? If she wants to? 
if the soul is in some kind of form that we could release back, and if she would be willing, then yes, there's should be no reason not to with the magic and the materials. But I also don't want to get your hopes up too much that... That's fine. I mean, I'm just... I'm looking at all possibilities, and it's very true. And I meant what I said to Carius. We'll either bring her back or then... Or just... Finish the circle for finishing her. What I'm worried about... is that this is what they're expecting us to do. Okay. They did this to bring us to them. They won't see Arid. Amongst Whatever it is they want. You or, care, or they want us to leave Carius unguarded. I'm not sure. It's one of these things. I Whatever it is they want, they had to have known people would be called in to investigate this and with how easily we were able to find where they are, and particularly with where they are being so connected, it seems to me like this may have been intentional. All right. Then what do we do? If we know it's a trap going in, how do we spring the trap without being caught in it? That, I don't know exactly what to tell you. And am I but, wrong about Carius? But does he seem... odd? I mean, there's grief, but... He... When we recovered him, he was never... entirely there. It was months of recovery after we got him out of Yonmas, and even then, when we first showed up, he was still talking about how he has issues with his memory. This okay. stress and trauma could be compiling on top of that and making it even more difficult. Okay. So, they'd, knew they'd call us back if something this drastic happened. We don't know if they want us, if they want the sword, if they want you, or if they won't carry us once we're far enough away. Do we tell Martella to take carry us somewhere else? More fortified? Back to Opara? I mean, it's obviously not safe here. If this is the circle and this is Panavar, it's not safe anywhere. If this they wanted Carius, they could have gone for Carius the same way they went for Eutropia. At the same time, even. So this is a trap for us. Possibly. Okay. 
Well, is, of course, the question to figure out of what to do about it. But the three of you waits in the library and Inori waits outside contemplating also what the heck to do with Ciaran now. Another arrival at the Palace of Birdsong would be the next thing that really caused any interest. Uh, the executor of the Stavian Estate arrives after a couple of hours to read the Empress Eutropia's will. And as she does, Carius does finally come back down from his room, uh, joins with Martella. Servants would come to fetch the group of you as you are included parties. You are pertinent to this. And all of you would gather in one of the large meeting areas upstairs in the palace. One of the larger offices, not Martella's personal one. Uh, seated around a long table with a relatively uncomfortable amount of different imperial advisors. An assorted gaggle of lawyers for different interests. Of course, again, Martella and Carius and some of the other close family friends that you would have seen down at the funeral before. Uh, assuming, of course, that everyone is going to join for this when you're summoned. I assume that's a yes from the silence. Yes. Nobody, okay, yes. I'm just, just assuming that we're all good there. Oh, yeah. So her, uh, her legal advisor, the executor, is a rather plump elderly woman with a gigantic pompadour, who I desperately wish had character art. Aww. But she does not. <laughs> because the description is hilarious. <laughs> but as everyone gathers around, just kind of milling about this room with various teas or drinks, and she arranges her papers at the table. Oh, please, everyone, have a seat. We may begin. And Carius takes a seat next to Martella, uh, leaving a row of empty seats open for the four of you to sit nearby alongside her and as she adjusts her small spectacles sat more on her plump cheeks than her actual nose she begins to read through what may actually be an unending list of dry legal paragraphs listing assets estates Interests, titles, and lands under Eutropia's control. Definitely the most realistic se uh, section of this book. <laughs> this may have gone on for 30 minutes. This may have gone on for three hours. It's nearly impossible to tell. But. Do we need to make fortitude saves? Fortitude saves to stay conscious. As um, this continues. Fortitude or will? One or the uh, other. Well, yeah, there are no questions here. These several hours are certainly the least exciting that have ever happened in your adventures since you've met the Lady Martella. Uh, near everything is bequeathed, of course, to Prince Carius as the last of her blood relatives. The Palace of Birdsong itself, uh, most of their lands in Opara and holdings, various apartments... Uh, palaces and respites throughout Taldor and most of the various fortunes, wealths, and titles 
almost universally going to Prince Carius. But there are various bequests out for Lady Martella herself, uh, Ferna the Handmaiden, several other beloved servants and friends. And finally, as this starts to move on to smaller holdings, uh, smaller bits of interests, individual oddities and keepsakes and heirlooms going out on a more individualized basis, it seems the will is winding down to its end. And no mention of the group of you. Just as you start to fear that you sat through all of this for literally <laughs> no reason. At the right at the clothing statements, she digresses to a separate paper, an addendum, at the end of the will that had been added fairly recently. And uh, in fact hadn't uh, even yet been passed in for approval to the Imperial City to Opara and was simply notarized by one of the clerics here in the Palace of Birdsong. Oh, to those heroes who have recently entered my life and done so much for the country I love, I can think of no suitable bequest. Their deeds go far beyond monetary compensation. You die inside a little bit. But she continues. <laughs> I ask instead that they receive the silver chain kept in the wooden box in my dressing table. A gift from my mother that always helped me feel close to her. I beseech them to keep it always near as a reminder of our bond of friendship and trust. And with that, she wraps up the closing bits of legal addendums and finishes the readings. Near immediately... Carius is the first to stand up and retire from the events without more than a wave of his hand to excuse himself as he assumedly heads back up to his chambers again. Still looking like he's barely even managing to stay awake, though again, he's 15 and no, absolutely nobody can blame him after what you all just sat through. Ferna curtsies briefly to the group of you and offers the necklaces upstairs and her and her vanity in the bedchambers. I, I can retrieve it for you. Thank you, Ferna. That would be most kind of you. Now with another quick bow and curtsy leaves the room to gather it. And Martella still sitting in her chair, sitting back just kind of grins. It doesn't really look over the look over the group of you, but nods ahead towards you. Well, this is what I think it is. It's a fitting keepsake. After a moment, a couple minutes, Therna returns from across the building with a very simple chain running through a small teardrop turquoise pendant. And she curtsies again, and st it's still in its box. Uh, keeping the pose offers the thing out to whoever would be the closest. Mm. Let's just say, oh yeah, Kahina then. Okay. lady. Okay. Thank you, Fern. And uh, Martella looks over to it. It is. <laughs> uh, she got that way back in charm school. Used to wear it all the time. Uh, Kahina, make me a sense motive... Or a slightly more difficult perception check. Your choice. Okay. Let me see if I got here from 
Why am I pinging things? Thank you, Roll20. So, sense mode Okay, or perception. Yeah, we're gonna go with the sense mode. Okay, no. So, with that, that's going to be a... 32. 32. So, 32. Uh, you notice that... Inferno is not the trained spy master that Martella and many of the people you've interacted with in this adventure are. And though she's very much trying to hide it in the interest of decorum, she definitely has a very confused expression on her face as she hands this to you. Okay. Take it it out and look at it. (laughs) Um, looking at it, you don't okay. see anything out of the ordinary. It's very, very basic and plain. Uh, mm-hmm. No ounce of real extravagance or value to it at all. Mm. It's very simple. You could probably buy one just like it for a couple silver pieces. Okay. I... Nothing magical about it, I yeah. assume. Uh, Wasn't in a lead line box. No. Was it, was it, can we, you we detect were, if it is magic, or can you just, I, I guess, yeah. identifying things would inherently tell you if it is or isn't magic? Baylor just I, has I, I, wizard. Oh, you have permanent arcane sight now. Yes. Right, so you just see magic. So I'm just what? looking at no. Baylor. Like, uh, it, is, it is utterly yeah. non magical. Oh. It's not in a lead yeah, line box. Be. The box is also non magical. <laughs> nothing right. glowing, I, nothing lighting up okay. in your arcane I, I, sight. I, I, figured, I figured not, but never hurts to ask. <laughs> Well, if no one minds, I would very much like to put this on and think about her as we go forth to figure it out. It's like a locket that opens, or...? No, it's a, just a tiny little it's teardrop so pendant. Just a little turquoise oh, okay. teardrop and a silver chain. It's incredibly plain. Uh, you said you wanted to put it on? Sure. Make me a anything check i don't know sense motive anything. diplomacy knowledge ability <laughs> okay maybe don't do that and maybe like, don't maybe, do that is the maybe is the way to not not a, uh the 40 well not not because like because of any weird effects it might have oh, like, like maybe or, not just be like hold on to it like faux pas yeah, thirty. Yeah. Like she, the, the empress bequeathed this to you as like her like Sorry. most. What's the word I'm looking for? Not like a prized possession, but something that has a yeah. lot of meaning to her. Meaning to uh, her. Given to her by her mother. Sentimental object. Sentimental. Yeah, sentimental it's a very sentimental object. thing to her. Hold on. Maybe to not. It. Put it on right there. Yeah, <laughs> like hold on to it. Thank Do you. Do that thank later, you. maybe. Let's not you would know that is not a thing that would be looked upon kindly. So, uh, don't don't throw it in the bag of holding. Yeah, <laughs> put treat it, it with Just respect and dignity. It put it on later, perhaps. Mm-hmm. So. Oh yeah, you better want to wear it while we kill Jareth and Panama. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but as as this all wraps up and everyone. Uh, makes their way out. The executor starts to get all of her various papers and everything back together, putting together a veritable encyclopedia of legal documents next to an actual encyclopedia of, of legal law uh, and getting her things all in, in ways uh, ready to leave and everyone else takes their assorted lawyers and retinue to sort out 
how exactly this will is to be enacted. Uh, the group of you, I imagine, could also slip out from this and mm -hmm. make your way to either your quarters or wherever. Where where would you retire to to meet up? Well, Martella wouldn't leave immediately, but where are you going? Yeah. I would guess we would tell Martella where we're at, like, wait for Martella to tell her our plan. So after a maybe half hour or so as she finally extricates herself from this various will reading as there's a lot that she has to do uh, you could meet with her on her way back up to her office briefly and explain to her uh, she, she would express that there is a lot still that needs to be done and she has must that needs tended to but she is eager to hear how you plan to proceed we intend to go to to Hyden yeah Hyden I would like to stake it out if you guys would be down with that. Maybe see if we can get an eye on him or if there's something going on. You don't want to just walk into this thing. The guy. It, this is obviously a trap set for us. It's very likely could be, yes. Well, then I would certainly advise you path with caution. That said, of Certainly never seen traps slow you down before. I apologize for my exit earlier. It was Oh no, it was it was earned. Well it was rude and unbecoming of me and I should right, have been an ass. I'm sorry. I should have done that. I'm I do stupid things sometimes. Well, I've known a lot of you for years now, and after everything you've done, I certainly owe you the benefit of the doubt. But you have to understand, I'm not particularly close with my family, and I, in some particular legal situations, as that, have to grit my teeth in fair being referred to as a low theed, but notice that all those here and those familiar with me refer to me as Lady Martella, not even by my surname. That is by request, you... I am... I will have you know, and sometimes by threat of firing or loss of station. But... Still. Good think with my position as a spymaster and my years of training and fieldwork, I could compose myself better than that. You've lost a friend, and there's a lot on your shoulders at the moment. We all get overwhelmed. It has certainly been a busy time. If there's any way I can assist you in your journeys to Hayden, which, if I know anything about the group of you, will be brief and magical, and in no way will I be able to help you. Still, <laughs> I extend the offer. Unless there's anything you could tell us about the place that may be of use, but... Perhaps maybe the structural layout? Any place that you would think would be a, a good place to make a well, HQ smart? You're a spy master. He's a spy master. You might think not similar. much, I'm afraid. There's only what I know from studying as is part of the family's holdings. I know it was a mining and farming community in the foothills of the mountains and the eastern borders of Taldor. And I know it's been forsaken and abandoned like so many lands and holdings throughout Taldor in the last few centuries and just simply fell out of use. 
It's not a new or a unique tale by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> and if the gods show us disfavor, maybe the same that befalls Marat here in the next few decades. Almost certainly would have been, for, if not for your intervention in Stockies a few years prior, so I certainly owe you for that one. But it's... It was once a fairly large city. At least the likes of Lothidar, if not further. But, again, no one's called it home for generations. Well, apparently someone has, but... Still don't really know what to make of that. He's a monster, and he will be dealt with accordingly. Do as you must. I... I have no stake in this any further. But if you'll excuse me, there's much here that must be done. Of course. Yeah. And that she would take her leave back up to the office. With, again, a small army of assorted various everythings. Now, I realized now, I do actually have... It's not turquoise, it's yellow. There is actually art for the pendant Eutropia left you. So it is... It is quite simple. It's a teardrop pendant with uh, what appears to be a... Not even a particularly extravagant, uh, but hand-painted hand bouquet of white flowers on its amber surface. I have to retcon myself because there's literally a picture and I can't show it to you without admitting that I said a color wrong one time, so here we are. But it is very, still very plain. It has no magical aura whatsoever. And again, dime a dozen in any backwoods jeweler anywhere in the nation, really. Maybe Why give it a closer Why would she want us to have this? There's something more to it. Gotta be, right? Maybe examine Doesn't it. Doesn't have first. to be. No? No. I'd... Wouldn't help to. Wouldn't hurt to look, though. So, what, you want a perception check it? I mean, I if, mean, if Kena like, would let me look at it, yeah. Yeah. As bequeath to the group of you, it's not to any mm -hmm. one of you specifically. It's to no, you I as, just... a, as the hand of Eutropia. To Nelogenous Stalwart as well. But, yeah, uh. Let me see that. Yeah, looking it over, even like taking 20 on perception, it doesn't, there is nothing you can tell. There's there's no secret latches, no hidden openings, uh, nothing even woven through the silver chain hidden inside. A simple clasp, a simple chain, and a very simple setting for this amber drop with the hand-painted white bouquet on the front of it. No magic whatsoever, and no mundane intricacies either. As plain as plain can be. I hand it back to Kahina. Yeah, it's beautiful. I like the flowers. <laughs> but with that, I believe the time has come to figure out how we make our way to the Hyden Marches. What is the plan, party? How are we going to make this journey? Baylor. <laughs> My 37 knowledge geography. Can I teleport at least 
generally close. Yep, to... I'm going to go ahead and uh, serve you up a nice opportunity to redeem yourself for teleports past. Uh, oh. As I'm going to take the liberty of assuming that you're using greater teleport for this. Yes, I have greater. Because it's like teleport, but you don't have to roll for it. So, uh, we have ascended, listeners and watchers. We have ascended to a plane where Baylor no longer yeah. has to roll the hard 100 on the D100 to completely screw up his teleport. But why don't you just do it anyway? Just, you know. I, kinda, I was just kind of saying, have him roll it anyway. I just want to see what comes out of this. What would have happened. What, see what what, what could have been. What terrible see fate you have avoided. The other timeline. <laughs> Where he uses a regular teleport like an idiot. Oh, oh, he's fine. Look oh, at Lowe's that. Good. Lowe's 26. Good. Yeah, he learned to roll. Like, I've had two years to practice. He's had two years <laughs> to practice this, and he's developed an entirely new spell that no longer includes a roll. But with a brief cast of magic and knowing vaguely where this is, you could teleport yourselves out to Old Hyden. And as you arrive, it would be very much as Martella had told you. It's not that there's nothing here. It looks like it was once a fairly large, bustling city. Uh... I was sprawling even, taking up at least 50% more acreage than Lothidar does or any town in Murat County. It wasn't now Yanmis or Zimar or Casimir, but it was doing pretty well for itself. You can see off nestled into the foothills to the east the extents of the mining operations, uh, various buildings and factorums set around to process the ore and gems brought outside. It's just abandoned. It largely hasn't even really fallen into ruin so much. It's so out of the way, and up here in the eastern prefectures of Taldor, towns aren't particularly close together. It's so far out in the distance that it doesn't even really look like it's been pillaged or vandalized. It's just standing here. A testament to time, the decades if not centuries that have passed. Now, don't get me wrong, it has definitely fallen into some disrepair. Windows lay broken and shattered, doors off their hinges laying covered in the dirt of eons and grasses and shrubs just growing throughout the town, uh, in many cases leading to the downfall of some of the weaker buildings as they displaced the foundations over many, many years, slowly causing them to sag and collapse with no maintenance. But it's silent save for the wind blowing through the town's ancient buildings and an occasional bird calling in the distance. Now you know mainly what you're looking for. You know you're looking for the Imperial Archives. You know that would probably be deeper into the town. Sounds like an important building that wouldn't be too terribly hard to find. No, it would not. No, this, is, this does not require any sort of effort whatsoever. No, this is you would just walk in and there would still be signage around and it would not be a difficult building to identify. And do, uh, do among the party, do we want to sort out the ring and the stone before? Um, I think it'd be hilarious for Dara to have the ring if I'm just saying it. Seems like very odd. Wizard magic. 
Yeah, that's exactly what would be in it. Just point and shoot, I mean, just like your crossbow, right? We could put a that's healing. That works because you might have a, have to explain this to me. It seems is that is it Baylor? I have seen Baylor do magic, and it is not very intuitive. A bow, I can just point in the right direction. Let's see with his it, stuff. It, he doesn't it, miss. This is a this is a bow for spells. Yeah. Whoever ah. casts the spell does all the work, and then you're just like there. Like, twang, twang. <laughs> okay. Exactly like I that. So well, what, what do you? Here's my question: As we teleported out there, did what day is it? Did we spend the night and then go the next morning, or uh, did we you, go right after the reading? Or that's good. Questions. Would you have gone right after, or is this the next day kind of? Thing? Yeah, I, I wanted to go right after. Okay, I didn't know if you needed to. I did possibly hand me slightly too hard on that to uh, get moving <laughs> onward. So, yeah, as it, it would fine. be pretty much immediately after. It would still, okay. it would be like mid afternoon, largely as you okay. arrive. Uh, it would have only been one day because you we waited one night for the reading, so it's mid afternoon. So as you make your way into town and as you're walking, uh, are you starting this ring as you walk, as you're walking, or is there something you would have done before you came here? I mean, it, is there a certain? I mean, if you got three different casters here, I mean, you could pick what kind of spell you want in it, I guess. But a healing spell. What more? What's you're most comfortable with? I know so little about magic. You've seen us do all kinds of wild stuff. I've seen you do everything from teleport to set things on fire to heal people to everything you see a creature just shudder forth from invisibility from another dimension it's unclear but it announces its presence as it appears a rolling writhing mass of mouths and fat with a tongue already outstretched reaching near 15 feet towards dara and here let's take a break real quick <laughs> it might be one of the most disgusting monstrosities that has ever graced the face of the universe but as this thing announces its presence as it arrives, no longer attempting to hide in any way. And you can see these just clawed arms and errant jaws spread all throughout this huge mass of flesh. This giant protruding tongue already launching itself towards Dara. Obviously, we're going to need some initiative. He's, uh, he doesn't look friendly. He is not hanging out. I got a bazillion villain points. I'm gonna villain point his initiative. Got a surprise round, but I'm still um, gonna I may also use the session Good job. for initiative. Uh, put me on oh, there. I didn't click myself. Thank you. If you want to use a session reroll, uh, you can definitely also do that, Dara. We do have two of them. Still remaining uh, in use. Much better. better. Much, better. Much, much, much better. 28, 28. That's much better than a natural one for 12. 
you guys got some super head initiatives there. Those are, uh, those are pretty good stuff. But this thing does strike from the shadows. It does lash out undetected. So it does get a surprise round. Aha. And you do get to react, Kahina, with mm -hmm. your almost preternatural awareness. Mm -hmm. So you are first. I am first. Well, first off, be like, Get that nasty tongue away from him! It's already halfway there. <laughs> That's already... Get that nasty tongue away from him. Uh, let me see. Remind me what that PC is. HD plus 10, 10. plus, plus wisdom, wisdom modifier. modifier. Oh, it's immune to fear. Never mind. It's definitely not afraid. Oh, okay. It's not. It's not a feared. No, this um, giant rolling yeah. ball of flesh is okay. not afraid well, of you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, however, I will start my performance though to to get in on that. Okay. So then, what does this... that do now? Oh yeah, it's what is is it, is it up to fours yet? At 16, or is it still threes? Still no, threes. She didn't I'm put any more in bard. I'm still three, because I didn't put any more oh, in bard. Oh, right. Yeah, you didn't level I bard. You leveled... Uh, I'm Dragon Disciple. Dragon Disciple, right. So, yeah, it actually hasn't changed at all since it was before. Mm-hmm. So, still so plus three. You start that performance, and then this creature's tongue, as it punches out towards Dara, what is your flat-footed AC? Flat-footed AC is 25. Oh, no, 27. 27. 27. Okay. And it is going to lick you. As his tongue hits you, it is truly massive. It's at least as big around as your entire body. And it slams into you with pretty impressive force. Uh, you take 17 damage. And sorry, what is your CMD? Um, CMD is forty-one. CMD, or CMD. CMD. Yeah, forty-one. And as it smashes into you, it may have been enough to actually knock you over, had the tongue itself not wrapped around you and dragged you in towards this thing's maw in a near yes. instant. But, right. it is your turn. <laughs> uh, but before you go, everybody needs to make me a fortitude save. Uh, this is a fear effect. Simply seeing oh. this thing appear strikes true horror into the group of you. 28. Everybody. Yeah, the performance does give against fear, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it does. So you so it's a plus three. three. Over that. Oh, so 31. 31. And is, is it the same type of effect as the banner? Are they both morale? I think they're both morale. 
Ah, that's a twenty. Mine's an eighteen. So eighteen. What'd you end up at? Was that twenty-three with the plus three, Inori? Yes. Okay. So twenty-three, eighteen, and Baylor. Twenty-eight. Kahina and Inori, as you see this, you are wholly overwhelmed with panic. Uh, are you? You don't trust this place. It's spooky. Are you? I will give you guys the benefit of telling now. Are you walking around through hiding with your weapons out and everything, ready in case horrible stuff like this happens to you? Because you're kind of expecting a trap. Uh-huh. I wouldn't have had my weapon out, no. Uh, Kahina, you drop your glaive on the ground immediately. Uh, in sheer blind panic. And Nara and Baylor are simply shaken. And as you see behind you, Kahina and Inori turn to flee. You see this creature, this writhing mass, whatever it is, seem to grow more powerful, feeding on their fears. Oh, nice. That's good. And about to literally start feeding on you. So now you can take your turn. Okay, and, uh, so you're I try and unwrap myself from this slimy, squishy appendage that has me. So if you want to get away, it's either going to be an escape artist check or a CMB check. Uh, and you basically have to beat its CMD. Uh, keep in mind you are grappled and shaken. And both those conditions will affect that. Okay. Um... I apologize for literally the grossest thing I'd rather do a science escape sound set, but... Okay, but it's so, so uh, I don't know if this is like too metagamey, but if if I'm rolling against its CMB, like escape, is escape artist also rolling against its? They're both CMB against its CMD. Or? Yeah, it's it's basically as a dex character, okay. your escape artist is probably better than your CMB is, and it gives dex characters an option rather than well, I have low strength, so I guess I just die. It's a uh, not in fact. So, um. Well, whichever. So the... Okay. Okay, so I do want to get out of this, so I am going to roll my combat maneuver for a 26. Uh, with a 26, you try to wrench yourself away from this thing's tongue, but as he draws you into its maw, its tongue is overwhelmingly powerful. You can't even get purchase to try to pull yourself out on the just slick piles of saliva and flesh. And you can tell you have nearly no chance of escaping this thing's grasp. Okay. So that's one one action? That's a standard action. Yeah. That's you got, you got to do okay. the thing now. You got to separate first and second. That's a standard well, action. I didn't know if that was like a move action. I oh, no. Know. Trying to get away is a standard. It's, it's like the focus of your turn to hope to get away from the thing that's going to do horrible stuff to you. Okay. Gotcha. And then I'll like <laughs> yell at Anorin, you know. What the heck? You guys aren't even in this guy's mouth. <laughs> Come back and fight! Don't run, help me! <laughs> guys, run away from <laughs> Kahina. Okay. Uh, so you are panicked. You are not mm -hmm. just actually frightened. You are fully 
panicked. So, you are going to use Run. the banner to Dimension Door as far out of town as you possibly can. Oh, I can't. I've no. dropped it. Oh, you dropped the glaive. That's good. Glaive. Do you I have what was the other up. way you Dimension Doored? God. Dude. You use the cape of the Mountebank to uh, Dimension Door. Do I grab a Nori? No, you're in a blind panic. You're getting yourself out as fast as you possibly can. So I'll give you that so you can still see. But you in a total panic with a swoop of the cape in response to Dara, disappear. Well, considering Dara's done that to us millions of times, <laughs> turnabout's fair play. Baylor and Nori, you're on deck. But you I'm are not coming in, panic. I'm hiding behind the door. <laughs> Gonna take a guess, is this an aberration? Uh, it is in fact an outsider. Give me your knowledge planes. Haha, way better. Is it though? I mean, for my role, yeah, but that's a 29. You have no real idea of what this thing specifically is, but from seeing how it moves, how it operates, you can glean some of the dangers it might present, but very basic. You can tell, I guess not the specifics, but what plane it's come from and what it once was. This beast in front of you is a manifestation of near pure fear. You got a little bit to fall back on before because you've encountered some of these before. This is an incredibly powerful Sakheel. And you get one question. Reminder, Sakheel is what Ellers was. They're corrupted psychopomps that have fallen to monstrosities of terror. Energy resistances. It is entirely immune to fear, poison, disease, death effects, or any form of divination magic that could help you determine where it is. It's also quite resistant to cold electricity and sonic damage and highly resistant to anything, any spells that can be resisted outright. This is a boy. This is a boy. <laughs> Seems that Ellers was not the only one at Panavar's command. Kahina had lingering performance, right? We still have. <laughs> yes, you still have Kahina's performance for a few rounds. She is outie, but you still hear the lingering notes of her voice behind. You are no shaken, though. So, but the performance is taking care of that. <laughs> yeah, I'll counteracting it. All right. I gotta try it. I'm going to start casting a spell. It looks like where you are, I mean, he just grabbed Dara. He definitely could reach you, but he's pretty pre oh. preoccupied trying to eat yeah. Dara. Well, I, yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I was going to five foot step back. However, most of him, like his arms and his general girth, this thing is massive. He's probably 16 feet tall and just about as many across. It doesn't look like he could reach you with his little arms or his jaws. Uh, just that just the tongue. tongue. I'm going to start casting a spell 
as I do draw on the new power I have, forcing my will onto the timeline to try to make sure I get through the spell resistance that I am expecting to run up against. All right. Uh, even, only able to identify it as some kind of sec heal still gave you a lot of information. Yeah. And I'm going to fire a green ray at it. Oh, baby. Gonna do the so, same thing we do every day, Pinky. Not the same thing. Two green ray. Two green ray? No, no, a, a new green ray. Oh, new green ray. Okay. A new green ray lashes out. We're gonna out. do the same thing we do every day as in try and guess what Baylor is doing. And be wrong. So, <laughs> and be wrong. <laughs> 20 against its touch AC. 20 will absolutely hit its touch AC. I uh, figured. Yeah, it does not seem like you'll have much difficulty hitting the thing with rays. It is a <laughs> large mass of flesh and faces. Just mountains, really, not so much faces. Spell resistance is right. where my new ability kicks in. So I am going to get either a 29. That's, oh, that is a three, wow. Or a 37. What? Ooh. What is the plus 10? I have two from the numerology cylinder. Oh, which you can just use every day now. You just wake up in the morning and do yep. your little magic Rubik's cube and learn and something then, first. I know I put it in here. Or a thing I can click on. Is this it? There it was. Great power. You can invoke your patron's power, whatever it is. Don't worry about the fact that Baylor sold his soul in the two-year intermission. What up? <laughs> Glassing over that. Um, and you can add your intelligence bonus to the result as an insight bonus, and you roll twice. Roll twice, take the better result, and add my intelligence. Oh boy. You pierce the spell resistance. Your ray lands. Alright. Now let's hope it fails the save against this. Ooh. Oh, you're trying to disintegrate this boy. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> there were many dice. <laughs> Fortitude. Ooh, disintegrate's pretty hot. I love Disintegrate. It's such a fun spell. Everybody loves Disintegrate. Everybody mm -hmm. loves Disintegrate. Alright, port save, DC. 24. It's gonna pass. Alright. Unsurprisingly, the writhing mass of flesh's port save is pretty high. I figured, but it was my best shot at the time. It takes 11. So, as you hit it, you see it feast. You see it grow in power, swelling up from the fear it's feeding on, that's inflicted upon the party. And as you hit it with this disintegrate, you launch this beam that turns a, a small portion of the beast to ash. You are just offsetting the gains that it had made as it appeared. That's now almost just a net zero. Is that all? That's all I got for now, yeah. And Nori, you are panicked. Do you have any spells you could use to teleport away? Because you are a blind panic is you will use whatever means are at your disposal to get as far as possible from the Sekiel. Which is I... double running, if not. 
Mm, my uh, no, I don't have Dimension Door prepped, but I have my Raven's Flight. But that's probably not as far as I could double run, maybe. Uh, whichever, if they're similar, then it's up to you. I guess double run. So in a blind panic, not drawing her blade at all. You are in medium armor at least, so your run is only times three. You're, do you ignore the movement penalty for medium? Are you still able to move 30 feet a turn? No, I I, I still incur the penalty. It's 25. 20 feet. So you are 100. You run. You just take off. You run out of this and 100 feet further as you just beat feet down the overgrown roads as far as you can get from this horrifying monstrosity. And it is here, as Dara's words fall on deaf ears, unfortunately, <laughs> that it attempts to pull you further <laughs> into its maw. Well, this was that CMD you said 41? Yeah. This is bonus plus five now. Do I not get a turn? You were panicked. Your turn is getting as far away as you can. Oh, I thought once you were out of well, sight. Well, I guess you would you would dimension door and then you would have a, a move action. Yeah. Oh, I'm just saying. Once you got away from them, oh, we haven't gone back around. I'm like not even on the table anymore. Yeah, because no. you're 800 feet you're away. You're like 800 feet away. Yeah. And you don't have your glaive, but I, I mean, you would have had it... a. Well, no, I have two capes of the Montebank. You have a second cape of the Montebank. Yes, oh, we okay. got two. So I didn't as, sell as it. soon as you teleport away, you're like, oh crap, and immediately start digging through your bag to pull out the and second cape. Try to pull like, out the. That's, that's what I was saying. Okay, so you don't you... take me out oh, of this. No, yeah, I'm no, not... you're still there. You're just hidden. Uh, okay. Eight hundred feet away. Kaina is desperately digging through her bag for the other cape, <laughs> cape. And, and putting it on to try to teleport back into the fight. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do something before I teleport back in, though. So. Okay. Yeah, we, we will come back to you here. Let me let me do this then, because I can just put you. Uh, you can sit in this little house. You can just sit in there, and then I'll put you back. Cause you're still on the initiative. I didn't remove you or anything. But you, uh, this writhing sackiel with its massive tongue, just pulls this appendage and Dara wholly inside the huge maw on the front of the beast. Uh, and it eats you. Lovely. You take 47 damage from the assorted teeth and uh, the, the crushing and appendages and just the force as this thing rests you inside itself. But it's worse than that. As you are swallowed, make me another will save. This is still against fear, so you do get the lingering plus three from the performance. Uh, 33 uh, plus 3 is uh, 36. You're nearly overwhelmed by terror as this thing eats you, but you still manage to hold firm. It's so gross Somehow. that it's hard to be panicked. And it is pretty severe <laughs> pain, to be fair. And 
so weird how this thing works and it's on so many different pages simultaneously. Where is it? Why can't this all be on one page? Why can't you just list everything it does under the creature? <laughs> I have to scroll so many pages and they all interact. As it consumes you, you can almost feel happiness uh, just exuding out of this thing as it is over It's really enjoying joyed. itself. Yeah, it's having okay. a great time. And another maw on the side speaks to Baylor, the last one here before it. And you can, inside of it, Dara, you can hear this voice just rumbling through your mind as it speaks. Oh, why is this place? Why that won't go so quiet? Hold on, Sirenscape's doing weird stuff. Oh no, that one's messed up. All right, so he just rumbles out. Come, child. I am an excellent teacher. And Baylor, as you watch it swallow Dara, it disappears. Now, Dara. You can feel yourself shredded, bludgeoned, and ripped from the material plane as this creature makes off with you. But you are still conscious inside of it. You have a turn. You're pinned. You are, you are swallowed whole, which is like worse pinned. You are fully consumed inside this Sekiel. Your options are extremely limited. Uh, if you want to use okay. a weapon, you can't use anything that isn't light and one-handed. But if you have like a dagger, you could draw it and just frantically try to cut at the inside of this thing. Mm -hmm. But uh, your options are fairly limited here. Am I suffocating? No. You can still breathe inside this thing. Uh, it's, you're like smothered and it's difficult. It's a, it's desperate, but you're not immediately suffocating and you're not being boiled in stomach acid or anything. This thing almost seems like it's just containing you inside of its body. In fact, it's not even like biting and crushing any further after you've been drawn in. You're constricted, you're held firm, but it doesn't even appear to be trying to kill you. Huh, and I can't, you said the crossbow, is, I can't shoot. You cannot use a crossbow, it's not a light weapon. There's not enough space for you to get it and try to fire it. I don't really see, and I feel like I've been torn out of the dimension. Like, I feel like I've- You feel yourself moved. being ripped almost like you'd been launched over a great distance. Like it almost nearly makes you sick. If, you know, this whole process didn't. Be like, it's a totally weird experience. Anyways, um. Well, I do still have my very first, what is it, cold <laughs> dagger. Yeah, this is like, when you get swallowed, you, you mm -hmm. like really only get to attack with a light weapon. That's, okay. you can no longer try to make combat maneuver checks to escape. You're too far inside the okay, creature. So now. if I could pull out a dagger, could I also like pull out something else? Uh, yeah, you can pull out whatever. 
You can try to draw or fish for anything. Okay, so I would... You're actually just grappled. It's not even pinned. It's actually swallowed whole. It's not quite pinned. You're just grappled. Okay. Um, so I would uh, pull out from my bag a flask and just smash it into the tongue in front of me. And uh, just the one that's like kind of just on my body and just kind of smash it down and acid, acid would just spew along the length of this and trying to get some kind of gag reflex or something. <laughs> so you, you smash an acid flask inside this thing. Yep. Okay. All right. Um, I like it. I like, I like it. Really acidic. I'm like say really both harsh. of you are going to take the damage. It's, well, I figure uh, yeah, at it's least not resistant to acid at all. Of us. <laughs> so you do D6 acid damage to both of you. Yep. And uh, I'm trying. I was just like, maybe if I taste bad enough, <laughs> I guess. Okay, so D6. Um, let's see here. Uh, just for four. So you and the Sakil both take four damage. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess that's really all you can do, largely. Kahina and Baylor, you're on deck. So, (laughs) getting out my other cape of the Monta Bank, I realize, oh no, I, I think. And before I go back in, though, knowing what I know and that I was uncontrollably panicked I'm gonna cast a spell on myself unbreakable heart oh the the ancient ally the old (laughs) friend the old friend of now it's repressed and I have no fears back in we go boys so you spend that you spend that turn yeah casting unbreakable heart on yourself putting the cape on and readying yourself to flash back into where you were Baylor yeah Baylor, as far as you can tell, this thing has disappeared. It ate Dara and just shuddered out of existence. It didn't cast a spell. It's gone. I make a perception check to try to tell if it's here and invisible. You can absolutely make a perception check. Forty on perception, and also, am I still shaken? You are still shaken. Uh, okay. Still shaken and looking around. You don't see any signs of it. The thing has prodigious girth, and you can see clearly where it had appeared—a plop in the ground where its massive weight had sank into the old dirt and foliage below it. Uh, but no trail leading to or from. It simply appears to be gone. I'm gonna call out for Anori. Who is like 200 who is running. Sprinting down the yeah. street behind you, just sprinting away, but the thing she's afraid of is not here anymore, so <laughs> should be able to come back if this is typical Anori fear effect. Come back, yes. uh, and uh, 
cast a spell and put myself some extra protection because that's all yeah, I got right now. We don't know what's happening. They're up a shield. And Nori, as you run down the road and this thing fades behind you, you keep looking back over your shoulder as you're sprinting in panic. You see it eat Dara. And you feel a twinge of regret, but not any anywhere close to the panic that's overwhelming you. But as it disappears out of existence, for a moment, you compose yourself. Uh, you can use your whole turn sprinting back to Valor. <laughs> but, uh, if I swift action hasten myself, how much? How if? Because mm, that then I could double move to even beyond him, maybe. Because I get an extra thirty feet. So if I'm... it's only heavy armor that makes your run times three. I messed up. Your run times four. So you ran. Oh. Two hundred feet. Haste adds thirty to your move speed. Yeah. Thirty. So. Double move barely gets you halfway there. You can, I mean, you can run and get a little ways past him, but even with the swift action haste, you would need to full sprint to get back to him again. Um. Okay, then instead of that, I'm just going to yell out Raven's Flight and fly back as quick as I can. Uh, my... Oh, let's see what much movement I can go with that. I think it's crazy. Uh, like 400, maybe? It's kind of nuts. Flash into the shape of a bird and literally fly back to the scene here and arrive later that round. But as far as you can tell, the battle's over. Dara is gone. Okay, okay, okay. So what did what happened? Is he here? Did he go invisible? Did he teleport? What happened, Baylor? After another moment, Kahina would use her second cape of the Mountebank to teleport back in to the party. Pick up my glaive. Pick up your glaive. The two of you, uh, Okahina's magic suppresses hers, but Inori, you can still feel your heart racing. You still are absolutely terrified of this creature. You know, if it reappears, you're just going to take off running again. Um, I'm going to walk over to Inori and just put my hand and cast it on Inori as well. That quells your fear some. At least let you get it under control. Okay, I want to try and find this thing, so I'm going to focus, close my eyes, remember some delicate training, and I'm going to cast a spell on myself. My eyes are going to open up and be just pure white. True seeing. True seeing is pretty good. So you cast that on yourself. And let me see what this does. Sees through normal light. And, oh, that was you see through magical darkness? I never realized you're seeing light you do that. It's actually fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, you notice secret doors in by magic and the exact locations of blurred displacements, the invisible creatures, see through illusions, see through from polymorph things. And focus your vision to see into the ethereal planes, not into interdimensional spaces. Does not penetrate solid objects. Okay. So, I just sort of be scanning and everywhere and anywhere around where he was. 
as you uh, pull that together uh, and you start to look around, you see nothing. You throw it on, you see no invisibility, you see no illusions. You see nothing there. I really focus and do the ethereal plane looking like I see anything in there. And as you focus your sight through on this true seeing and your vision shifts to another plane, everything not nearby you fades off into a fuzzy white and you can see the nearest plane to the material. You still see nothing. teleported or plane shifted wherever it is now it's not here well we gotta do something okay do you where do you where do you where'd it go Another dimension, maybe? Do you know what it is? Uh, Nori, now that you're not overwhelmed by panic, you can make a knowledge planes check to try and understand what the hell just happened. What this thing was, maybe. I'd repeat, I'd tell her it was another Sakil, but... There's a hard 20, 34. Natural 20 is pretty good. That, perhaps in the two years after, a natural 20 dice playing to the story you were trying to find the circle you were trying to find Jareth you were trying to track them down you didn't just invest in things like the crystal ball you studied everything you could about Panavar about what you know of him which is precious little uh, about his operations his magic his allies and part of that involved Ellers uh, you know he has Sakils that serve him Ellers literally referred to him as the father and was bound to his will. You know he at least had that, and that was a strand. Maybe it wasn't a major focus of your investigations, but you did look into whatever was known about these elusive Sakil, and it's not much. But what you just faced was a Quolock. One of the most powerful Sakil. Only the strongest of psychopomps, those in the highest tiers, uh, the ones who would pass final judgment or arbitrate over difficult souls from the planes, could be transformed into such a powerful monstrosity. But as they were so strong in their service to Phrasma, they are equally strong in their new form. You get two questions. What's its home plane? Technically still the Boneyard, but... Because it's a psychopomp, but... Yeah. Sakiel called the material plane home more than anything else. It's where there's the easiest access to rife emotion, mistrust, betrayal, fear. The things they literally feed on. Where would it take somebody 
that it would capture. <laughs> that would require you to, I guess, know the thing's motives. Like, they're, they're wholly sentient creatures. You don't know what it wants, really, but you do know that Kolok are so strong that they have literally engorged themselves, grown fat off of the fear they have consumed. And they know no other joy in life but to cause and spread that fear further. You know Koloks specifically revel in showing distrust, turning mortals against each other, creating fear where it can using its prodigious power, but where it could have taken Dara? You're not sure. For better or worse, Olox and Sekiel in general don't eat. Not like we do. Not gonna eat Dara unless it just feels like it. It may kill him. But it's no stretch that this creature, whatever it was, is a servant of Panavar's and where it may have gone may very well be back to the circle. And even with true seeing, there's no way to track anything with this. Nothing that you see. I'm just gonna look at the blank faces on my compatriots and go. I got nothing. It's definitely the circle here. What is that thing doing here? I mean, what was the Sakil in the tower doing there? Panavar like, brought it. Yeah, he's like Ellers. He's protecting himself with very strong extremely strong monsters to guard him. And now he's broken up the group. I wouldn't be surprised if something pops back out and tries to separate us again. What was it protecting? I mean, are we... <laughs> there could be more of everything here. We haven't just got to this place. We need to we keep press. looking for what we came here for. Yeah. That's gonna. That's the best chance of leading us to where Dara got taken. But by this point, your fear, at least that which was forced upon you by the powers of this Quolock, has started to subside. And it seems there's really no better plan than Baylor's. you may as well continue you have no leads you have no idea how you could possibly track Dara down after some calming breaths we should continue you would briefly as you try to compose yourself here Here's Ciaran's voice in your head again, Inori. Hello? I'm starting to think 
that the cause of most of our problems is that we don't give the old wizard enough credit. I think he called it. This whole assassination might have just been a trap. Well, we're just supposed to roll over and take it? There's not a thing in this world matters more than getting to that psychotrix. You know, you'd started to instill some manner of confidence in me that maybe we could do this, but even if we all, well, you know, get murdered trying to do this thing, it's got to be done, Inori. This isn't about Tara. This isn't about us. This is so much bigger than I can even begin to explain. I don't like our odds, but I don't have a better option. Mm. Just feels like I'm cursed, you know? Cursed to lose everybody. And I'm just supposed to keep moving forward. We have to, girl. Eyes on the prize. No, we're here for we have the closest lead to where Panavar might live and, well, ever. And that Psychotrax has got to be stopped. Look, I... Dara's one of the few people you've introduced me to I could tolerate for more than, I don't know, 15 seconds. So I feel you, this, this ain't good. But... We gotta keep going and we gotta prepare for that thing to show back up. It's fine, we didn't even touch the bastard. Sure, it's gonna swing back around whenever it's done. So maybe we should set a trap for it. This is the kind of thinking I like to hear. Don't talk to me, talk to them. I can't really do anything about it. Okay. With that being, we should set a trap <laughs> to everybody. I don't know what kind of trap we could set, though. Maybe some kind of bait. I mean, we are the bait. If it's after us. Right. But we need to have the ability to somehow lock it down with maybe that web spell you like so much. If it's teleporting or plane shifting. Yeah, that's true. Previous succule and psychopomps we fought could turn invisible and teleport difficult to plan anything against that Man. especially not without just sitting in one place and waiting for it to come and we don't know what's happening in the meantime this is tough oh man I, 
I can't think of a trap. <laughs> I know he's stressing. I know he's stressing hard. You got to hiding for five seconds and your best yeah. friend literally got swallowed and disappeared in the blink of an eye. I just keep investigating, I guess. That's, like you said, the only thing we can do. The only control we have. Keep looking for the archive. So you continue on towards the middle of town. Just making your way towards the center of Hyde. Now, just for a brief moment, cut away here. Dara inside this creature as it does whatever as it takes you wherever it's gone it doesn't it it doesn't kill you it doesn't even severely injure you further occasionally raking teeth or just crushing muscle will swell against you as you're stuck inside and if you have anything else to try to take actions with you can I have, uh, I mean, I have a dagger and I have acid, but I don't you see how can, that's really going to help me at all. Yeah, you can slash at the creature with your dagger, uh, but you have 10 strength, right? Yeah. So yeah. even on a critical hit, you can't pierce its DR. You even have 10 strength? I do, in fact, have 10 strength. Thank you very much. <laughs> you, uh, you, you pull out your dagger. Uh, 11 strength. Your, your training... Wow coming to you as you try to slide it around, but you can't even scar. You can't even score this creature's flesh, not even from the inside of it at all. You can't appear to make any cut against it whatsoever. Fear just slowly continues to grow and overwhelm you, not just from this creature's unholy and powerful presence, but because you are, well, you have no idea what's happening to you, but it is its not looking good. So would I know offhand, just from previous experience, whether this was like an evil creature? Would it be- It's, it's absolutely seems like it. <laughs> so would an arrow be a one-handed weapon? Um, I mean, you, you don't know anything about this, but it seems pretty evil. It ate you. And <laughs> well, you lots of things have tried to eat me, and not all of them have been evil. Yeah, I guess you, you don't. You don't. You have no knowledge of what this thing is. You have no clue. Like, but it was. It is supposed to be from the boneyard, and it's supposed to help people. You don't. If you don't cross. Know. Well, because they from uh, Ellers. Yeah, but this is so different from Ellers. Like, I don't even you, uh, know if it's similar. Yeah, to you wouldn't That's even true. know. This is a okay. The Baylor yeah. would probably wouldn't even bother calling would, out those weaknesses to you. I would but, probably uh, think this monster is more like the one in the sewers. The blob, the clear thing? No, 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 or, no, no. Oh, no, like, the guy uh, that, not Gullrish. Uh, yeah, Gullrish. Yeah, yeah Gullrish. Yeah. And he wasn't like an Otug. I didn't think our Otugs were particularly evil. They just happened to eat people. Do you hear so, its voice ring out again? as you rest inside of it, unable to do 
absolutely anything. Seems to be very thoroughly enjoying the rising fear and terror like... building up within you. Uh, sorry, um, didn't catch that exactly. <laughs> Come here. Like Bryn, the person. Come here. Come here, Sam. Come here? Okay. Just for a moment. Give me one second, friends. That GM life when you live with the GM. <laughs> no need to whisper. <laughs> this is a bad situation, ladies and gentlemen. Let's just be honest here. It's not What's looking up? good for our heroes. Uh -uh. You guys keep giving the GM these these villain points. Yeah, I know, right? And he uh, he used one, and now look, when your favorite is in another dimension, so much getting... easier than sending whispers through Rule Twenty or something when I can just tell her to come over here, mute my <laughs> mic, and turn around and talk to her for a minute. Come uh, here. That does. I don't like any of these things. Much easier to. I, I thought I was in trouble. I felt like I was getting called to the principal. <laughs> <laughs> like, <"Bad."> <laughs> <laughs> Way to make that really you call intense. my parents. I was like, geez. What, what could I have possibly done? But, as this sets in, as this truly pulls at you, as this becomes a part of you, as this thought that you cannot shed worms its way into the very center of your mind, with a shuddering groan, the creature vomits you out onto the ground. You take... Would start running? <laughs> <laughs> well, you are... Oh, yeah. You're, like, desperately injured Mostly at this did. point. You are, yeah. you are very severely injured. You're not... You look around, you don't recognize your surroundings. Um, you're in a town. An abandoned town. And at first glance, it doesn't seem like he took you out of Haydn. It seems like you're still there somewhere, but definitely in a part of the town that you hadn't gotten to yet. Or hadn't explored. Or perhaps just a similar looking one that he's just screwing with you. It could be anything. Hey, uh, come back here for a moment, though. I want to elaborate a little bit more. Well, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta give you a little, little slightly, slightly more than I gave you. I I'm super glad I could do this not through real tunnel whispers. So the rest of the party, as you continue to slowly work your way in towards the center of town, now absolutely on your guard, jumping in every shadow. Give me a second. Okay, it's great. <laughs> yes. Right. Watch, watch how he motions with his hands. We got to try to figure uh -huh. out what's going on. Okay. <laughs> it's like, you uh -huh. have no chance here. None at all. None. You guys will just walk back to your room. Okay. And she's, he's like, oh, one minute. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> kill her in one round. In one round. And no, it doesn't matter round. what you do. Yeah. You might do something. It isn't gonna work. Just give up now. Roll a new character. <laughs> got it. We got it. We're boned. All right. Got it. Got it. My true scene lasts 16 minutes, though. So that thing tries to come back. Maybe I can see him. Just so you know. Mm-hmm. So, so I like that attempted lift reading. That was a uh, that was pretty solid. It was more your a, hands than anything else. No, it, was, it, was, it was gesture reading more than lift reading. I did get it's a hobby his, uh, of mine. I'm actually very good at this. So as you uh, as you three continue to make your way through the town now, horrified, I imagine. And already you said you're true seeing us still on. So what are you, you just looking out for invisible things, or are you like? Peering into the ethereal plane every now and then, just like toggling back and forth between regular sight and ghost sight. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm looking around to make sure, you know, I'm a professional bounty hunter. I'm looking at the angle, seeing if if something was stalking us, where it would come from, or, and then every once in a while, maybe, uh, looking at the ethereal plane here. Nope, nothing there. And then make sure it's all right. Scanning. So, as you continue your way down the town, you walk for a couple minutes, slowly guarded towards the town center. And you see it. You see this creature down here. When you walk by some alleys and you switch the ethereal plane, you see a ghostly incorporeal variant of this massive creature just floating. And it's fast. This thing doesn't look like it can move quickly, but it is rocketing towards you on the ethereal plane. And you just barely have a moment to call out a warning before it's on you. But you have that time. With true seeing, with your ability to see the ethereal plane, you can see the Quolock coming and ready yourselves. So it will get no surprise round, although two of you currently can't see it, just where Honori is pointing in this street to the side. It's coming! <laughs> Roll me your initiatives again. Oh, I used a villain point rerolls initiative and I was still last. That was the least oh. effective villain point I've ever used in my life. That is the best. I'm, I'm pretty sure my dice rolled a two, but I got a natural 20. Ah, I didn't see that. I was like, that looks suspicious. That's the like first time that's ever happened. Hey, we, we take those. We oh, take those. Just saying. I'm sorry. I was clicked over looking at a spell. You throw me on the table. Right, Thank, you. You. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Alrighty. So, Kahina, you can't see the thing yet but you see fear immediately overwhelm inori and she points down to an empty alleyway and what do you mm-hmm. call out all right well what, Knowing you, Inori, what, what do you happened call out? like are you it's coming this way and that is i'm pointing <laughs> he's just pointed nothing but you know Knowing she has some sort of spell. that's yeah knowing what happened last time and how bad this can be i don't want uh, so I'm gonna smack my new singing steel chainmail, or my plate, or whatever, my full plate to start is an instant or a switch. It, it, it's, it's chain. You went from chain shirt to chainmail. To chainmail. Oh, you got so, more chains, heavier chains. 
Yes. <laughs> like immediate song starts. And you do and get a re- full round because it's not a surprise round. Yeah. So I've got that. So the song is going. I'm going to reach out and I'm going to grab Baylor, like grab his shoulder and immediately start casting on him. Right, and as you cast this spell, ooh, I don't know what that is, but it sounds really fancy. As you cast this spell into him, you fill its heart with boundless enthusiasm and faith in its ultimate triumph. Wow, what flavor! Um, Whenever it fails in a tackle, a save, a skill check, concentration check, or an ability check, it gets a plus four in its next attempt. The target would be feared. It can dismiss this spell without spending an action to dispel the fear effect on itself. That's pretty hot. Yeah, I figured okay. the last person we need fear is the wizard. So, Inori, you can see the creature. So you are subject to its overwhelming terror. Make me a will save against fear. It's going right, Boris! Bolts the other direction again. Nope! <laughs> uh, mm. Save against fear. Can I do a free you action got- to... Give I will myself... allow a free action. It's as you see it. So, because it's a, it's just a gaze. But I'll, I'll give you a free action. A free action for CR and to give me some spell resistance? Uh, and seeing this coming, feeling this fear well up, you pull some of the power out of CR and into yourself. And it doesn't dampen the terror at all. Hmm. Not a spell. Oh boy. Thank you. Not a spell. Fantastic. Okay. You still get the plus three. Yeah, you still, you're still performing, so you get the plus three against this. That's good. And there's that's one more not... session reroll in the pool, because that's it a two. It actually is. Yeah, let's just pretend that didn't happen. That's a 32. Much better. Steeled, ready, and absolutely hardened by the disappearance of Dara. You staunch the emotion. You're shaken, but you are not overwhelmed with panic okay. this time. Now, you, I'm going to briefly cover this because I don't know if you actually know how this works. You can see with true sight the creatures on the ethereal plane. You can see it, but you're not on the ethereal plane. Yeah. You so can't there's... really do anything to it until it mm-hmm. materializes. Okay. I would know that though. So yeah, but that's something you would know with your like your spell training and being a 16th level magus. You'd know that. I don't think we've if encountered it, an ethereal plane creature in this campaign. Well, technically the night hags, but we haven't tried to deal with them while they're on. If the it was a plane. free action to do that, it didn't technically see me do anything. Well, I did kind of point and go, "Oh my god, here it comes!" So it kind yeah, of knows. Yeah, you have definitely <laughs> called out that the thing is coming. It is aware that okay. you see it. Uh then I will. Yarn will come out of my, my sheath up into my my hand and I can I'll just ready to hit it when it comes out of onto our plane. I'll be able to tell, right? Like I could tell. Yeah, you'll, you see actually. it as like a ghostly phantasm right now. And then when you see it, you you can just the free action switch back to seeing the material plane and you'd see it you'd see it. So okay. this creature, whatever this horrific thing is, this quolock simply soars through this building in its phantasmal ethereal form, passing like a ghost through its walls before it materializes here, 15 feet away from you. You see it come out of the bit of the backside, almost just rolling through the air, and you see it lash its tongue out towards you again, 
or towards you as it had to Dara. And it materializes with its tongue already halfway to you. What's your AC? Would I, have an, would I have an immediate action? You can take immediate action, yeah. Okay. Uh, I will reflexive barrier myself and add eight AC. Oh. Eight? Wow. Yeah. Half, half oh, your level. Oh, it's half your cast on the scales. I didn't realize that was scaling shield. That's pretty hot. So what's your AC? 38. Oh, boy. Got a 45. So, as the tongue lashes out, it's going to collide with you just as it had Dara. You'll take 14 damage. And what's your CMD? Alright. CMD is 32. Actually, hold up a second. It might change if I add that in. No, deflection goes deflection. to yeah it doesn't affect it doesn't appear to affect my cmd with the no, deflection should go to cmd I, think I put it in my temp and it didn't change on the sheet let me see um oh roll 20 no don't freeze completely thank you okay uh cmd you actually absolutely get deflection where'd you put it oh you put it in temp yeah which isn't deflection uh oh so yeah, your, your CMD would be 40. Okay. So as this tongue hits you, it connects with you for 14 damage. Uh, the shield isn't enough to brunt just the, the sheer size of this thing as it just swells past it and smacks you. But it is barely enough for you to stop it from wrapping around you entirely. It does not grab you. Cool. Baylor and Kahina, now that you can see the creature, you need to make me well saves against its fear, against its horrifying presence. Get a plus four. So I've got the standard. It's morale, so it's the four. It's plus morale. four instead of plus three for him. He doesn't get both. Mm -hmm. But it's slightly better. Solid. Nice. Cool. You are shaken as well. It's on 19 on the die. Nice roll. Oh, 32 plus three. You are also so shaken. 35. So all three of you are shaken. You were more ready this time. You've seen this creature's horrifying presence before. You were prepared. Your mom says you're ugly. And you're fat. Well, he is ugly, in fact. It's not going to scare him. <laughs> I'm not scared of you anymore. Yeah. She just so slow putting conditions on. The Roll20 seems to not be running super fast today. It seems to have not been running super fast recently. Hopefully it will come back. But what do you do, Kena? Or Baylor, rather, sorry. And Kena, you're on deck. It's probably not great, but it's what I got. I'm going to start casting a spell, call on that same power as before, to try to make sure this works. 
patron hip. I like patron hip. Patron hip's my new favorite ability. It's it's going to be another beam. So first the attack roll. Definitely, Nineteen still 19 hit. Definitely touch. hits. It's a huge shuddering wall of flesh. Yeah, not hitting a beam is not hard. And against the spell resistance. Oh, that's a net that's, twenty. That, that, that's a forty-six. So I don't feel like I need yeah, to roll the other you're one. You're good. You're good. Net twenty. Uh, this beam connects and pierces through the thing. Spell resistance still. And this beam of deep blue is going to strike against it. Ooh. Is there no brain. save on this? There is no save on this. You just said 67 cold damage and two dex drain. So if it's you, susceptible you can, to dex drain. You can definitely tell like you know it's resistant to cold. But with the degree of sheer frozen chill you're hitting this creature with that absolutely is still going to vastly majoritively get through. Uh, and just looking at the churning ball of teeth and tongues and hands, it's impossible to tell if the deck strain has landed or affected it. But the cold ray blasts it. You can see it clearly damages it, but that almost doesn't make you feel better. It's such a huge writhing mass, and even such a powerful spell barely begins to chip away at the Kolok. And then, with a swift motion, I'm going to follow this up. And I don't have it listed as, I don't have a haste, a quickened haste listed on my sheet, so I just click the regular one. Okay, but... that's fine. Everybody and is going to start moving more quickly. Mm. Wicked haste. Pretty hot. Wow, that's awesome. All right. Kahina and Inori, you're on deck. Staunching right. your fear this time, you're only shaken. Mm-hmm. Um, only shaken. So. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Six seconds. What do you All do? right. Yep, so we're gonna, we're fast now. We're fast. You are fast. And so the tongue is coming out. The tongue is at a nori, so there's The tongue like... lashed out to a nori, smacked her, and didn't manage to and grab then, her yet. And then came, okay. So... Like from here, 10 feet. Okay. Whoop. So as you rush up past mm -hmm, Inori the... with your glaive, to there. Yeah, the tongue lashes over towards you. What is your AC? My AC is 32. Is that with or without haste? That's without. So what, 33? 33. So the tongue uh, lashes over as you rush towards a glaive-ready charge into this creature and smashes you for 20 damage. And... As it does, what's your CMD? My CMD is my CMD is 31. And you, it helps you. 
You rush in a little faster than you'd anticipated as this tongue lashes around you and pulls you in, uh, lifting you off your feet as it hauls you towards its maw. You are now grappled. But that does not stop you from doing your standard action still. I can poke him. You can, in fact, poke him. I'm going to do the poke. So your glaive is like, it's plus five now, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, you actually get to pierce pretty much every DR that exists. Except for like DR bludgeoning. Except for like DR bludgeoning, that's true. Other than DR bludgeoning. And so we've got plus three from the song. Do we get anything? Plus one from haste. Song four. Okay. 34. And with a 34, as it pulls you in, you just use that momentum to bring your glaive down into the Quolock. And with the sheer power of the magic now enhancing this blade, it sinks deep. Okay. Um, haste, give us another attack? No. Well, you moved, so you only get one attack. Just your oh. damage. Okay. And four for... Haste does not give you damage, right? No. It only gives you attacks, so three for damage. Twenty. Hits him for twenty damage. Oh, fairly decisive strike, but again, the thing is just a massive behemoth of flesh. And again, just a drop in the bucket. Well, Inori Kahina got its attention. She did. It's now very much focused on eating her. That's beautiful. Now I'm hoping that I can move unimpeded towards it and get into a, a better get fighting position. Uh, it, I, if I used my immediate, I don't have a swift this turn. Is that how that works? You used your immediate on your... Oh, yeah, you're right. Now you used it on its turn. So okay, I just wanted to make yeah, sure. You don't have a swift I this turn. thought that's how it worked. Okay. Then I'm going to use a free action and... Black billowing smoke, as usual, begins to bellow out of Ciaran as I move in close to the beast. Kind of dancing around as as uh, is battling it. Get to here, and I will begin to attack. All right. You only get the one attack, unfortunately, for moving. No one gets to use the sick haste benefits quite yet. Oh, that's right. You can only use all the, the full iteratives from when you full five rounds. foot step. You have more yeah. attacks. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, eight. What am I doing? That's not eight. I'm sorry. Figure I've played this before. <laughs> hey, it's level. It's the first level sixteen fight. And yeah. Everyone's got wildly different stat sheets because you went from 12 to 16. So you have four levels. It's been two of years since we've been in a fight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, it's been two years since you've been in a fight. You got four levels. And four we're down high levels. Of does uh, stuff does haste add one to the attack too, or yes, it's just it a... okay? That's what I thought. All right, here we go. Huzzah! The attack is a 33. Uh, 33 will absolutely connect and strike this creature. Okay. And the black blade damage, Puh, 20. Roll a one. <laughs> so you strike it for another 20. Um, What is your black blade right now? 
he is a plus four. Uh, so as you strike, you feel your blade pretty severely blunted uh, uh. by just the unholy power welling up inside this creature. It is resistant to your attack. And with that, the Quolak's gonna eat you. Gonna give you a good mounch. And as it pulls you very successfully into its mouth, it consumes Kahina the same way that it had consumed Dara before. You're no. just watching the same thing happen again. As even seeing it coming, the creature just shows up, lashes out with a tongue, eats one of you, and you can already see it twisting back to the ethereal plane. And, you know, you take 79 damage as you are swallowed and pulled inside the creature. And then, once again, in one turn, it just twists away. However, Inori, you still have true sight on. So, yes. as it disappears, you shift your vision to the ethereal plane, and you see the Quolock simply, simply turn into a ghostly phantasm. And just barely start to move away. Baylor, you I... see the exact same thing. He five foot left. You, uh, you see the exact same thing take place, but with another of your allies now being consumed. And as far as you can see, the creature has disappeared. But uh, Inori could possibly call something out really fast. You're still here? And you see, you know what she cast on herself. You're powerful, was You know true sight. She can still see him. You looked before and didn't see him invisible. Well, but one real conclusion that could leave. Force effects extend into the ethereal plane. That they do. I was going to say they have to, don't they? That Isn't they that do. Force is like reverse ethereal. That's, that's, that's what I thought. This is a bad idea. <laughs> I love any idea that starts with this is a bad idea. It gets an instant plus 10 for me. I know it does. I am going to start casting a spell. And a jagged mass of force is going to appear in my hand. And I'm going to throw it. Yes. And then another one is going to appear. And I'm going to throw it. And then another one is going to appear. And I'm going to throw it. Just one right after the other. Three masses of force. Just blasting into this, well, general area of the creature. You, you can't just, see it, but... Just, I know where it was. <laughs> It was quite large. It didn't go. It didn't yeah. really only five foot step. So, what we got? Lingering performance. 
Playing great well, performance, because I don't think you're performing anymore. It's gonna be a 30 on an attack roll. Oh, is this against its regular AC? No, this is a oh. still against touch. Okay, okay. I was like, oh no, this is not, not an easy gonna hit. No. Uh, lowest was a 17. They all hit. Alright. There's three. It's like magic missile for people who don't want to have finesse. Just three huge wads of force. Talk them that way. All three. I can't see a universe. You can't see him. He has a 50 50 mischance. I can't see a universe where this huge 16 foot by 16 foot pile of flab you could conceivably miss. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and GM discretion wave the miss chance for not being able to see him. I see no possible way. It's He's not like it's trying to avoid like, them. Like, I, I also can't see it because it's ethereal and I'm throwing these into the ethereal plane. <laughs> okay, fair. It's more like you can't target them precisely, but you, you don't need to. <laughs> and then I have to... The spell resistance check. Which... Well, it allows spell resistance on a force effect? That's surprising. Pretty sure oh. it does. Wouldn't think that either. Go ahead and roll it. We'll look it up if you fail on it. Because if you pass, it doesn't matter. Unless you're going to spend resources on this. Yeah, well, I was going to do the... Oh, well, then look real quick. Uh, absolutely is wild spell resistance. Okay. So. Interesting. So there's. Ooh, yeah. 39 on one. You're. You're packed, buddy. Whoever is sponsoring you is giving yeah, you incredible power here, which is kind of the point of the archetype. Uh, yeah. Please pierce through cleanly. Uh, landing and penetrating into this thing's hiding. And Ori, you can watch the whole process because you can see the ethereal plane right now. You can see these shards appear into your vision and just bury themselves into the quolock. You got them! Alright. 21 force damage on the first. He gets... I see reflex partial in there. Uh, 19 force damage on the second. Fifteen force damage on the third. Um, does the reflex save? Let me just make it, I guess. I'm it doesn't change it's... the damage. Okay. Um, for what it is worth, he does actually make the reflex save. Then he's not knocked prone. He won nineteen fifteen. All right. Twenty-one, nineteen, fifteen. You started right. too late with this thing. I forgot too that we should have rolled extra. Oh no, wait, he doesn't do sonic damage. Never mind. You're uh, you are chunking away this. I know where you can see this taking pretty big hits. And then the part I didn't want of this spell. Plus, adding all this up. That's gonna oh, be a lot. Pushes it. Yeah. Only if he, uh, he didn't pass them all. Well, he and knocks him prone if he fails. Bull rush attempt of 54. Alright, that definitely succeeds. And that is gonna push, like, that. this thing is gonna batter. It's gonna batter him. 
15 feet away, I guess, as, as the thing is called. Um, it's going to batter him 15 feet away from just the sheer power of these impacts, knocking him down the street. But unfortunately, he does not get knocked over. Though, Kahina. Yes. You are Your question. I have an answer. I'm in the ethereal plane. You does are in dimension... the ethereal plane getting does, swallowed. Does Dimension Door take you out of the ethereal plane when it teleports you? Uh, from what? Because the banner, you glaive. can't hold your glaive. You can't use your glaive with the banner. It's a huge two-handed weapon that's lodged firmly in this guy. You can't wield the banner to teleport with it. You got a dagger? Uh, I have... I have better than daggers. I'm a freaking dragon. I have bite... Bite claw. Oh, so okay, you're just gonna start. You're gonna eat him back. He ate you, and you're gonna eat him right back. Pretty much. That's fantastic. All right. Or I can breathe fire on him from the inside. What are you doing? Um, I don't think he has spell resistant even inside, so I guess that doesn't. You never heard that. You were gone before Baylor said yeah. anything about this thing. You have no clue. Unless you have knowledge planes, you have no idea what this thing is. Yeah. You know nothing um, about it. Yeah. I'm just, I mean, if I'm being squished and stuff here, I'm just going to start. Just eating it. That's, just eating this is it. the grossest thing that's ever happened. All right. Eat him so, back. So, <laughs> so all right. Me... So how do, what, is this just a bite alone? That's what I'm checking. Right. I'm you, checking. You, you, just... you definitely can't do both claws. Yeah, you can only use one uh, hand. Because I'm hasted still. Am I? Uh, you're still hasted. I actually have to check, because this is a weird one. So, you are grappled. You can use any light slashing or piercing weapon. I, natural weapons are pretty sure inherently light. This is part of you. You actually can try to break free of the grapple, but it just gets you out of the stomach. You're still grappled. It just gets you to, like, you peek out of the mouth, and then it just eats you again. But, uh, you can't bite Claw Claw because you can only use one hand. But you're hasted, so you can bite Bite Claw, which is better, okay. question mark. Yeah, I guess. Well, Bite's usually All better right. than Claws, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So you just... Especially bite. on a Dragon Disciple. You just eat him back! Bite Bite yeah. Claw! All right. This is a situation I didn't expect oh. you. Uh, you gotta. You gotta. You gotta oh, I'm sorry. That's. Oh, I'm gonna have to. Sorry, we don't have the macro set up for that. Yeah, you are. You're yeah, you grappled do. and shaken. I... Just the natural attack one. Oh. Ha! Ah, that's just the bite. That that's their all natural attacks have the same modifier okay. when you do them all. So, so twenty-five. Your. First bite chops in. Give me your second bite. Just roll them all and do all the damage. And you okay. just continue gnawing. Two <laughs> successful bites. And then, and then a claw. Give me the claw. And the claw absolutely hits as well. So okay. you... You definitely land all three of these. So give me two bite damages and a claw. 
I have to see what the claw damage is. You're actually is eating him back. Bite? It's it's you've got a separate macro on there for claw. Uh, it, mm, okay. There's bite alone. You bite him for first bite. Eighteen. You uh, you feel like he definitely has some significant resistance against this. You find it hard to really sink your strange draconic jaws into the inside of his flesh and really make a difference, but you are doing damage. It's just reduced. Okay. And so, second bite. And then I'm gonna have to find... There's my... My claw is not in the bar. That's why. So... I see... Is... Just, just like says roll claw. a d6. Is that the damage? And... Okay. Well, just oh, that is damage. Okay. okay. Like so, we're good. We're good. Ha ha. And uh, the claw is entirely claw. incapable of uh, piercing of doing his anything. Flesh. Uh, but, but I nibbled you, him. I you, didn't I give him a nibble. You are definitely successfully <laughs> biting back against this creature. Indigestion. Make me a will save. Because you, the longer you're inside him, you become further overwhelmed with fear. Okay. So make another will save against fear. All right. 20. Well, unfortunately, Three. as you start to chew away, fear grips you. And you go from shaken to frightened. And uh, now you will be unable to make any attacks. Inori. Okay, I'm focusing the beast. I see what's happening. I saw Baylor hit with his um, his force weapons, his force spell. I'm going to swiftly uh, enhance the arm to overcome whatever kind of damage or damage the guy was blunting my sword. Make him stronger. stronger. Yep. Orange hue around. Uh, I will also make him keener. And have an, a frosty, icy texture around it, but it's not the same as usual. This is more of a icy burst. If uh, if I were to maybe crit, <laughs> um, yeah. And I'm going to tell Siarn, did you see that? The force hurt that thing. Can you do that for me right now? We can end this. And can he do that for you? Yes. But it would take all of his power. Oh, oh okay, that sounds pretty good. So CR will then absolutely <laughs> swell with all the energy that he can muster inside himself to twist the blade he's trapped within across the border of the ethereal plane, literally pulling himself to an adjacent dimension to try desperately to slash forth at this thing. And I'll hold him down at my side, and I'll get a real low stance. And as I I lunge towards the beast, the ground below me cracks, and I a multi-hued cascade of anoris behind me as I bladed dash in. Oh, baby. And I'm also hasted, I'm pretty sure. You are hasted. So, so this is going to be a lot of attacks. You get numerous attacks. I will go with the bladed dash one first, obviously, which is I mean, going to be a lot of stuff. One more performance. 
one more yeah. round. Yeah, he's still lingering, so you still get that bonus too. The plus four to attack, plus three to damage, plus your bladed dash, plus a hasted extra attack, plus your full attack. All right, get so in there. This <laughs> is the bladed dash. Ooh, oh. that's a critical threat. Ooh, he is not immune to crits. Confirm that. Oh, that's a 31. Oh, it's so lucky. This is your first attack. As you dash in, Ciaran, enhanced by this force ability, pierces deep and crits him on the bladed dash. Not super high on the AC department. So, does he still deal piercing or slashing damage? Is he, or is he doing it's force, force damage? damage? It is just pure, force damage now. Okay, so his DR's not going to apply. Right. <laughs> Just straight up force damage. Uh, keep going, keep going. Me, roll more attacks! Hasted attack! You know, okay, I'll roll more attacks. I was gonna do the damage, but alright. <laughs> alright. This would be Song plus one. Okay, this is the hasted attack. Is a 30 to hit. That is we found the AC boys. That is uh, okay. the thirty is gonna strike, Ooh. but be unable to really bury itself. I don't know why that rolled again, but uh, that Didn't definitely you got eighteen on the die. This is your this is your first full dive attack. Yeah. You you're not keen or anything right now. No, I am keen. You 17. are keen, so an eighteen is definitely a critical threat, and uh, that's like a forty something. I don't know. They didn't add your modifiers for some reason. Okay, so I just need to roll my first attack to confirm, right? Yep, so it's just, this is your, you've done your blade dash, you've done your hasted, this is your first actual full dab attack, which is another crit threat. And 39. another crit! And Ori dives in, buries CR in deep with his force energy, piercing through the ethereal plane, spins it around, and the strike doesn't land at first, but forces it through and gets a second critical hit. And let's go again. Why not? Now this is your. Now you're going down. These now we're your, going. Your iterative. Yeah. Now we're in the, in the in the second attack range. Yep. This is your second attack. Because those are all your first attack. Uh. Da, 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 da. Oh. Oh. We're, we're going back and one. forth. Crit miss. Oh. Crit miss. Uh. Right. Natural one. Of course. The crits are covering for the attacks are not landing. Do you have a third attack? I do now. Okay. I do have a third attack. I know Magus is definitely not furthest thing from full dab. You have one more try. That's why I need a three. Okay. Hard 20. Hard 20. Hard 20. Come on. Do, 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 hard do. 20. 19! 19! That's a 31! 31. That's a crit threaten! Crit threaten! Now you need a 19 or a 20 to confirm it. Because a 19 exactly hit him. So, you need a 19 or a 20 to confirm it. Ah, oh. oh, 16. Still a hit. Still a hit. So, with this uh, CR being warped into a force weapon, two crits and one hit. Okay, 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 okay. We'll, we'll do them in. All right. And this ignores his damage reduction because it's just force damage now. 
He's on the ethereal plane. He's lost his protections. First half of the crit. Let me roll that again. Wish it would just let me roll that again. That'd be cool. If you hit the up arrow key and enter, it will repeat your last roll. If you're in the chat box, anyway. Oh. You click in the chat box, the up arrow key, and hit enter, and it should immediately just perfectly repeat your last roll. I think it might still ask for modifiers. Oh, I didn't. I didn't put the modifier in, which would be uh, plus nine. So that's a oh. twenty-five and a twenty-one. So forty-six damage. And because of icy burst on my sword, on crits, an extra D ten. He has cold resistance ten. No, I see very Never mind. Never mind then. Okay. okay. You get your second crit. Does icy burst do the d6 plus the d10? Yes. D10 you only get on the crits though. Oh, so it's d6 plus d10. So you might do damage if the total is more than 10. Okay, we'll do all that after. Yeah, do, we'll that's do the two icy bursts afterward. So okay, that's, that's the first, first half of the second crit, 25 again. Modifier this time I'll put them in because I'm gonna fool. Uh, 27, 52! The regular hit! Twenty-five! Twenty-five! Alright. No fudging. He has six health. You I have get, ice on all of them. You get two icy burst. The, the D6 can't hurt him. Because mm -hmm. he has a resistance 10 to each. You get two icy bursts, which are D6 plus D10. Minus 10, because he has cold resistance 10. If your 2D6 plus 2D10 is 26 or greater, you get him. 2d6 plus two. We got those. Oh, that's 15. That's going to be an 8 and a 7. Neither of the icy bursts would do any damage to him. How many d6s is your sonic damage on your performance? Oh. It's just 1d6. 1d6 uh, for He also has Sonic Resistance 10. Oh. You added your plus threes to all of those, right, Shinryu? Yeah, I did. The creature... Nom him again. Nom him! You're frightened now, you can't attack. He's, Can I uh, cast? No. No. He's... He's actually not a great place. You strike him numerous times. As it comes around to his round, you can see him already. Like, you have hacked him near to ribbons, cutting away masses of this lard around the, uh, the mouths, cutting away. But... Uh, 
Can I? Actually, doesn't have a uh, great answer here. No, I don't. Never have. Never mind. I don't have that. Nothing. <laughs> he is going to. Ooh. He doesn't have. A, he is actually not in a great situation right now, because he can't just run from you. He'll get an AOO. He's not dumb. The curse of being in melee with a Nori Denta. All right, he is gonna try to defensively cast a spell. This is actually not fantastic. Well, he's actually he's five foot step away. No, five foot step away. He's not dumb. <laughs> he's gonna five foot step away. And he is going to cast a spell. Can either of you do anything about this? I'm. Uh, if I used my swift, do I still have. Um, you have an immediate because it takes him your next turn, swift. Is he targeting me? No. Uh, no. He is going to cast something. And as he does, he is going to disappear even from your view. And Nori. You can spellcraft it to identify. You can spellcraft it. You can okay. see him. He encants the spell and appears. That's a 36. Of course it is. <laughs> As he casts Plane Shift ah! to truly leave this dimension. Kahina, make me a will save. Do not go with him. <clears throat> he can't just, you get a save against this one. He can't just force this on you. He can play to the ethereal plane. 30. But he's not pulling you to the boneyard. And as yes! he disappears, Kahina, Plops back out, <laughs> desperately injured, onto the ground as the Quolock disappears. His self-preservation taking him out of the fight. You have uh, certainly, and you certainly left an impression. <laughs> but that thing's not gone, not for good. But you have scared it off for the time being. As Kena drops, dramatically wounded and terrified on the ground in front of you, back onto the material plane. You have at least run the quill lock off for now. You alright, Kahina? I've been better. I'll reach down and offer a hand to help her up. I'm just... And just shaky, grab a wand, and pull it out, and just, uh, <laughs> and start healing myself. And, uh, yeah, as you pull a wand out of your bag and just desperately start trying to tend to your pretty severe wounds, 
Baylor. Still in the back here. You see someone in the distance down the road run in a near panic between some buildings. You just catch a glimpse of them as they run by across the road and barely in your view. They're quite far away. But they looked terribly distressed. I'm gonna call out to the party. Someone over there. Dara, as you run through the town panicked, you hear Baylor call out something. You hear a voice you recognize. You hear salvation in the distance. Well, I assume we could have changed direction and run back I over. Would, I would, in fact. And Baylor, you would see that person immediately turn and come back around. Back into the road, you would see Dara, who would just come sprinting up the road towards you, wild-eyed with terror. And Nori and Kina in the distance, healing each other. Uh, well, he healing herself, and Nori over there, helping, I guess. Uh, not able to see down this road you're next to, but hearing the thundering footfalls of someone rushing towards the group. It's Dara. Uh, I would drop Kina on her ass. <laughs> <laughs> It's mine! <laughs> and I would go run, run it over to uh, Baylor. Are you running towards Baylor? I see how it is. Well, he, he doesn't see you well, yet. Yeah, yeah he, can, he knows where I'm at. You can be seen. Yeah, the two of you would approach it, uh, would get there on the same time. Nori gets up, and uh, both of you kind of come around the corner of this building simultaneously and see each other. I would. Drops the yarn on the ground. I just grab Dara and with a big hug. And as he reaches for me, I do like the quickest football shuffle uh, shuffle, and immediately start backing off. And whoa! And just like as far backpedaling as hard as I can away from Anori. Yeah, and you back literally into the building behind you. He's he's clearly. A little crazed still. Come on now, King Fisher. It's me. What? What? This is. And I'll, I'll like start. I'll I'll be completely pale and and like beads of sweat dripping down. And like I can't. I'll glance up at Anori's face and almost like shudder, and kind of cringe a bit. I'm down, Dara. You're okay now. Yeah, you're you're good now. And I'll look at Baylor. What what happened to the beast? It escaped I... once again. I believe. Hit him real good too. And I'll listen even as as Inori speaks up again, and she and uh, and maybe she sidles a little closer. I'll actually. Huh. And kind of. Uh, uh, Did I get some on me, or is it on my coat? And uh, just oh, oh, oh god! And uh, just kind of uh, uh, curl down a bit away from her. Baylor, do I have some of that thing on my face, or can't be worse than the lingering taste in my mouth? Oh god! 
Nobody no. asks a follow-up question to that. <laughs> I don't even want. Yep. No. Don't even want that. <laughs> well, I mean, she was swallowed. If there was stuff in there, it probably That's got fair. in her mouth. That's fair. <laughs> where, where are you also? And I, I seem to calm down again and look over at Kahina. Where, you also swallowed? Did you eat your yeah. way out? <laughs> I tried. Wait, I what? Is, oh, okay. I no, would advise Kenora. against trying that in the future. But... It was gross. Dara, do you need me to heal you? Come here. Probably I don't want a camel. Uh, Dara is will... bloodied and I am broken. extremely hurt. Yeah. yeah. Well, come here. And I will sidestep around as far as I can get away from Inori, really keeping my eyes out on her, and just sidestep around to Kihina and kind of put almost myself in between Kihina and Inori. Almost in a protective stance. Inori, maybe a sense motive check. I was just gonna ask for that, honestly. Mm. Oh boy, 16. Something wrong with Dara. <laughs> <laughs> are, are, are we still shaking? Is that an 18? <laughs> no, shaking would have worn out, but no, you're okay. So, 18. As you, wrong with Dara. as you look at Dara, this this isn't like he's not. It's not subtle. He, it's not a secret emotion. It's not really hidden. Dara is horrified of you, you specifically, and is the way he's imposing himself, like he's trying to protect Kahina from you, like he thinks you're a threat, you're a danger. You look I... at his face, and there is not an ounce of trust in those eyes. Just suspicion. Is, is there any mission? He clearly recognizes you. He's not. It's, it's not. This doesn't extend to the rest of the party at all. Just, just me. You. What's the um? What's the average on a on cure serious? You have a cure serious one now. Yeah, twenty-two oh, charges. So it'd be thirty, I believe. Thirty. Just yeah, it's easy. Flat thirties. So just 530s? Okay. I just, um... Give her 330s. Look around 330s. at everybody and just give a nod of acknowledgement, and I'll just slowly walk over to my sword, which I left on the ground, pick them up, wipe them off, and just sort of stay away if if it's me. I, I assume this is obvious to the rest of us as well. It's pretty clear the rest of you. Are you I okay, Dora? Are there any yes. magical auras lingering on Dara? Oh, uh, I'm not 100% positive. Let me actually look at that. Don't. No. Uh, nothing outside of his gear. Uh, the various magical equipment you see on him always is a constant, subtle glow, colored based on whatever school it was enchanted with, but there's no spells on him. No magical auras. I am, I am so glad that was miserable. You wouldn't, ah, uh, my gosh. I cannot believe that he did not take me wherever he went, though. I do not understand why he dropped me. 
Well, I mean, he came back for us, so he was probably trying to separate us all. But I was um, still alive. I don't know why he just dropped me this mistake. I think we're better off to him alive than dead, right, Baylor? Was it was Inori who knew they fed on fear? Or right? Inori, yeah. I'm sorry. Inori is the one who said. I mean, they you, you recognize it as a Sakil, and you know yeah. that Sakil in general feed on fear. Mm-hmm. And so if he keeps us alive like and afraid. The, I mean, when Ellers took Inori, kept her alive. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of Dar, do you let? Would you mind me casting one more thing on you, just in case there's any lingering effects from being swallowed? Alright. Uh, uh, yes, sure. By all means. Oh, uh, just, oh, sorry. It did. Sometimes my meat doesn't link. You uh, cast unbreakable hearts. And, uh... So if target is already under such a mind effect, anything that would cause um, you to want to harm an ally? Nothing changes. <laughs> this doesn't appear to be some kind of, like, a a temporary spell or basic effect. Or do I appear to want to harm? Yeah, you definitely. It doesn't look like he wants to hurt her at all. Okay. Like, well, Dar, you, you said protective. Oh, it's mean? also like fear effects. Fear effects and whatnot. Yeah, it does. It does uh, all those things. Just, but uh, whatever yeah. this is, just seems like it's it's nothing. It's not suppressed. There's no magical aura. Mm -hmm. It's nothing that can easily be removed. It just seems like whatever happened to Dara after that creature ran off the first time just changed in his mind. It's not an effect, it's just part of him now. It's just how he feels. And he has a crushing phobia of Inori. Hm. Now, magic exists beyond this and surely there is a way to remove this but doesn't seem like easily or with the resources currently at your disposal is this a curse this mm. no party what do we do we keep going forward? Do we try to recoup? He did notice that while you were fighting that creature, it had some sort of insane regeneration where you slashed or blasted through its flesh. It, would knit it, it was knitting itself together fairly rapidly, even as you fought. If I were to take that ring, maybe I could get a way to get out of sticky situations. Yeah. Yeah, there's some... Have to pick what we put in a spell. Dimension Door is oh. a nice one. Sounds like a great plan for me, a partial GM who has no way in this decision. Uh, a no-components Dimension Door on demand seems like a fantastic thing to put in a ring. 
about dragon's breath? Just blast it apart from the inside. <laughs> I could, I, I could always just shoot it from the outside. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Not be there. The goal's not to go to the inside. <laughs> so, I don't want to sit here all day and deliberate. Are we going to keep moving forward? Are we going to use one of our scrolls of the mansion and having watched that thing regenerate, you feel like it could reappear at any moment. Time yeah, is of we the need, essence. It heals quickly. We need to figure something out. We either need to run or we need to leave. Leave. Well, is we there... Uh, you're, well, no, I, I, you're a good ways in to Hyden now. You're nearing the center of the town. Uh, you don't imagine the Imperial Archives as far. But, I mean, do we have the ability to fight him off again? Do we have we wasted too many resources? No, what we're up against now, if we don't get completely jumped, it wouldn't be impossible. It's whether we want to take that risk. Honori, can you cast to still see? See it if it comes back? Yeah, when it wears off, I can, um, in fact, it probably wear off right now. And, uh, let me let me do something real quick. I'm gonna close my eyes. I'm gonna flicker back and forth real quick and uh, bring it. We'll bring it back. Spell recall, and I can cast it again. Baylor, you see how quick that was? That's how you bring back a spell right there. It was less than a minute. Okay. Well, then I guess we're moving forward. Then. Now wait a minute. No, that's great. <laughs> no, no, I no, I appreciate it. I mean, you can see, and that means. We can keep moving forward. It was real cool when he awesome. all of a sudden did it in under a minute. I rolled my eyes in the back of my head, and I'm doing the spell again. <laughs> That's I'm way cooler. I, I, I was preparing a new spell out of my spell book. I can do that, too. At any time. I just prepared the one I already used is all. <laughs> all right, then I guess we need to keep moving forward. if we're going to move. I'm going to move. Let's move. So... You continue onward towards the center of town. The Imperial Archives are not difficult to locate as you get to what was once the city square. Uh, four crumbling stone columns flank a bricked over facade in front of this two-story stone building. Above the stone lintel of the front door is the face of a snarling lion. And the uh, roof... Uh, the edging of the roof shows obvious scratches and gouges where someone had been through to scrape away whatever previously decorated the edges of the building. But the whole front face of this building is bricked over, including where the front door would most evidently be. There's not an immediate or apparent way inside. But There's a hidden one. I can see it. You did, in fact, just arrive. Though, I feel like our explanations of the Imperial Archive are perhaps best left to next week's session. Ooh. As we are about out of time for this one. And uh, everyone got to... Well, not everyone. A lot of people got to try out their new, exciting level 16 powers and... Some of us just immediately got...